0: Welcome back everyone. This is the Prepared Mindset Podcast and Happy Thanksgiving. I know we're not we're not quite there yet, but if you're listening to this and it's Wednesday uh, when this episode is scheduled to drop, we're basically there. And if you're listening to this on Thursday, Happy Thanksgiving. And uh, hopefully everyone has the opportunity to spend time with their families, with their loved ones, maybe even take the opportunity to... I don't know, men's, men's some fences, uh, repair some relationships or strengthen some, some relationships or who knows, uh, the holidays are a crazy time. And I really do hope that everybody gets the chance to make the most of them. I I think it's just such a, uh, it's such a weird time of the year with the stresses that, that come from having to, you know, buy gifts and organize family gatherings and the cooking and the cleaning and everything that goes with it, you know, I just, I can't, I cannot say how much that I hope everybody takes full advantage uh, of of the the opportunities, however plentiful or few they are to really enjoy life. I know that phrase gets used a lot, but I, I really do mean it. Go enjoy life. For whatever that whatever that means for you, if that's uh, going and playing football out in the yard on Thanksgiving, which is something we used to do when I was kids, or making an effort to, I don't know, stop at that extra relative's house on Thanksgiving, or you know, down the line Christmas, or or or, you know, make it to that friends' giving you were invited to, and you really don't know if you have the time. Uh, I just think that it's really important. We talk so much about the importance of building networks and things, uh, in this community, it, it should be the same for all communities. So whether it's family or friends, people that shoot and prep with you or, or not, you know, I, have never met anybody who couldn't use just one more friend. So, uh, I, I hope it's a good time for everyone. Uh, I'm certainly looking forward to it as I, as I sit here and record this, I, I do love the holidays. Uh, I'm not <laughs> immune to the stresses at all, but I certainly do usually look forward to Christmas, especially uh, the music, the decorations. Just everyone happens to be in a in a good mood, and and, and hopefully, you know, we see things start to, to head back the way that they used to be. Uh, so if you're if you're listening to this, I I hope you take the opportunity if you're so inclined to wish somebody a Merry Christmas. I know Happy Holidays is something that's really been pushed because of religious things and whatnot. And if you don't celebrate Christmas for whatever reason, I this is, it's not a dig. It's not a shot. I just, I miss having just total strangers say Merry Christmas. I, I don't know. It just makes me smile when you get to, you know, wish somebody Merry Christmas or, or be nice to somebody or make a donation, do something kind for somebody during the holidays. Uh, it's a time to be thankful. You know, we're, we're all very fortunate. We live in, you know, our great country, whatever you can say, uh, or want to say <clears throat> about this country. Uh, you know, and those of you listening outside the U S you know, maybe it's similar, maybe it's different. I really don't know, but we're very fortunate. We're afforded a lot of opportunities here in the United States. Uh, we're in a very good position compared to a lot of places in the world right now. And it's important to take note of that, take stock of that and acknowledge it and, And celebrate it. You know, one of the things, man, I'll be completely fucking honest, one of the things that just drives me fucking nuts during Thanksgiving, you see all these posts from all these fucking woke morons. They want to tell everyone, don't post a picture of your plate of food. That's insensitive to poor people. Well, if they were that poor, they wouldn't have a phone and they wouldn't be able to see it. Two, I've worked and my family has worked, excuse me, all year long, to get to this point of the year and we're going to continue to work and continue to pay our bills and things and I have a lot to be thankful for. My family has a lot to be thankful for. Certainly it hasn't been a year without its challenges. At the same token it hasn't been a year without its triumphs and its victories. So why should we not celebrate our life successes because somebody else is less fortunate? And, because if they weren't, they would be celebrating their victories and their successes as well. I would never, if I were in the position, I would never ask somebody to not enjoy their holidays and not celebrate the things that they are thankful for and the people that they are thankful for because of my situation. I would not feel right about that. Uh, and that's really the messaging you give. You know, don't, you know, it's one thing some people bitch and moan. They go, don't post a picture of your plate. We're all eating the same shit. Like, ha ha, uh, but you're being kind of an asshole. Uh, the people that want to sit there and say, you know, don't, you know, don't post your plate because the less fortunate and make sure you take all of your leftovers straight to the, you know, whatever food bank, uh, cooked food is extremely perishable. I'm not saying that you won't do some good, but it won't do the kind of good that people really think it will. Um, and also I eat my leftovers. Uh, that's, that's food for a nourishment for my family. I'm not saying that I won't donate to any charities. I won't donate to food pantries, but Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I I feel like I need to put that out there because that's become one of those things. People are, are led to believe that they should be embarrassed somehow, or they should be shunned for being thankful and for enjoying the bounty, which they have striven for and worked for and that their families have, have earned. So I will say one more time, I hope everybody has the opportunity and the chance to really sit down with family, sit down with friends Break bread enjoy a meal, mend fences do whatever you you need to do right and really enjoy thanksgiving so sincerely from the team here at prepared mindset, happy Thanksgiving from our family here to yours at home now in addition to that, uh, I do have to be thankful because we have some awesome supporters you guys if you're a patreon patron so so blessed and thankful to have you guys uh, with us we're really really working on the Patreon and already have plans in place to do even more next year. Uh, if you guys want to support us, if you like the podcast, if you like what we're talking about, if you think that the <clears throat> the effort to build a community and put this information out in the into the air and out into the open and make it accessible is worthy uh, and worthwhile, head on over to patreon.com forward slash prepared underscore mindset underscore pod that's our Patreon page. You guys can sign up. There's multiple levels. You get access to long form videos and blogs and targets and drills and all kinds of good stuff. Hell, last year we were, last year we were able to get, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, we were able to get some, some free gifts from our folks uh, over at 100 Concepts that they were so kind to donate. Not saying that's happening again this year, but there's that possibility. And again, if you guys want to support what we're doing, it's the best way to make sure that. We are getting your support directly. Uh, We also have a Spreadshirt shop. You guys can get that through our link tree and go buy some swag. A little bit of that comes back to support us. uh, If you're so inclined to pick up some merch, rock the brand, rock the logo. Um, All of that supports us and everything that we're doing here. Again, to keep producing this content, to get better quality gear to produce said content with, uh, things like microphones, cameras, and mounts, and arms, and all kinds of other you know, good stuff. So uh, very thankful for all the support we've had this year. It's been an incredible year, and I look forward to that episode in a couple weeks where Josh and I get to sit down and reflect on everything that's happened this year and how we've gotten to this point because it is always one of my favorite episodes. Uh, but in addition to our Patreon patrons, I <clears throat> need to say thank you to some really, really awesome companies that are industry partners. Uh, that are our colleagues that support our efforts here and make everything we do possible. There's some outstanding folks, and if you're listening to this, and I hope you're not you know just skipping through the ad section. Black Friday is coming up, and if you guys are looking to get into some new gear, upgrade some existing gear, maybe get into some night vision or something, this is the best time of year to go ahead and get into it to make those purchases and save yourself a little bit of money uh, and really just make things a little bit easier on your bank account. Excuse me, Jesus. Um, so with that, I'm going to say thank you first to custom night vision guys. This is the time I picked up my first tube. It was only a year ago. All right. I picked up a white phosphor PVS 14 with an Elbit xlsh tube. 2 bottom, bottom line. The Elbit offers PVS 14, It's my foot in the door to training night vision guys. Custom night vision has those in stock right now. They have Tonto units, which are very similar, white phosphor, green phosphor, Elbit L3 Photonis. They have all of those options in stock, ready to ship right now. If you're looking for something a little bit more robust, a little bit uh, more expensive, maybe I don't know, right? You want to get into a binocular housing? They have. 1431 Mark IIs, like what I run. I got some Elbit PHs that they sent me. They're absolutely outstanding. Uh, Some Katanas, DTNVSs, RNVGs, RPNVGs, all sorts of great housings and options. Again, white phosphor and green phosphor. Guys, if you see it on the site, that means it's in stock, and they are so upfront. They're so transparent about the process. You can literally see the serial numbers and the images of the tubes that you are picking out to purchase before you commit to pay. Not a lot of companies do that. And guys, I really think it should be a more of an industry standard, but Custom took that step. They wanted to go that extra distance to make sure that you can see what you're getting before you put in your information, before you make that purchase and before you wait for it to be shipped to you. And it's in stock, like I said, so you're not waiting 30, 60, 120 days to get it just to realize that you have a tube with some blems in it, but it technically meets the specifications you agreed to that you didn't really understand. And if you don't understand and you do have questions, Custom has an awesome chat feature built into the site, so they're there to answer your questions and to put you at ease when you're buying your first unit. Guys, they have have options available, really, for any price range. They just posted the other day, they have sub-$4,000 units that are white phosphor binos available. I never thought I would see such a thing, but Custom has them in stock, ready to go for you. So no matter what you need, they are your one-stop shop. CustomNightVision.com, check them out. Big shout out as well to the team over at HRT Tactical Gear. They are great, guys. Uh, Looking forward to catching up with them on a pod episode here in the not-too-distant future. But if you're looking to get into some good quality nylon gear, HRT is where you guys should be looking. They sent me one of their L-back carriers, and a couple months back, they sent me one of their ARC belts. I've been running those exclusively, was out on the range this weekend, running around in that ARC belt. It's my first attempt at running a two-piece belt, and man, I feel dumb for not having moved to something like that sooner. The Tigris material that they use for the cummerbund on the L-back and the entirety of the ARC belt... It's outstanding. It's super lightweight and incredibly rigid. I'm running their angled mag pouches and their rifle mag pouches all their gear, guys. It's tip-top made with incredible quality. You can head on over to hrttacticalgear.com and check out all the gear they have, all of their placards, back panels, plate carriers. They have their full line of the AWLS weapon lights, so whether you're just looking to get a light head or a full light body, those are all in stock, ready to go for you. They sell armor, they sell medical supplies, they have range supplies, and a whole ton more. You guys, Again, it's HRTTacticalgear.com. Head on over to the website and support an absolutely fantastic company. And last, but certainly not the least here, <clears throat> is the team over at 100 Concepts. And, man, I, they really don't need an introduction. 100 Concepts is absolutely killing the game with their products. You guys have seen them, all right? The light caps, it's its no news to anybody anymore, right? The scope caps, their pro caps, they released in September, This is nothing new. They are outstanding products, and there's a reason why they're constantly in and out of stock, because people need them. People want them, all right? They're innovative solutions at a price point that everybody can access, and they're constantly working on better innovations and better ideas. They were just posting on their Instagram page the other day. They are coming out with the Pro Caps. Potentially, right, for handheld lights, maybe for binoculars, for spotting scopes. They're always working on something else, something better, the next thing down the line. Their company motto. Is do good, be dangerous, live free. Guys, head on over to 100concepts.com, check out their full line of products, including their pack scrim, their helmet scrim, their new sling hook 2.0 that just re released in October, and a whole hell of a lot more. Super thankful to be working with those guys and thankful to be working with all of our sponsors here at Prepared Mindset. Without them, we just wouldn't be able to do what we're doing. It's absolutely incredible. And we could not be more fortunate to be partners with all those guys. So do yourself a favor, check them out. I know there's going to be Black Friday sales out there. And I can guarantee you, it's probably the best time of year to pick up gear, night vision, whatever you need. Just check out the website, you have know, to set any alerts, any alarms, check it out and go, you know what, go right now, pause this podcast and go sign up for the newsletter. All of them have newsletters, go sign up for those, better or not, chance that you'll be, you know, able to access some of those deals ahead of Black Friday and make sure that you can, you know, have the opportunity to save that money before something gets sold out. Um, but in that, uh, that, that line of thinking, right, uh, Josh and I are sitting down this week and we're actually talking uh, about gear, about kit uh, is the, you know, the word that we throw around and everything. Uh, We had the opportunity to train with a couple first-timers this weekend, and that's kind of what spurred the discussion to an extent, Um, but also just wanted to—we've never had this discussion. This time of year, I like to talk about gear. I like to try to help guide people because, again, for better or for worse, Black Friday is the biggest shopping holiday of the year for the American people, and a lot of us take this as an opportunity to upgrade our kit. I know Josh is going to, as soon as the, the the sale prices hit, he's going to be ordering a new Opscore bump helmet. You know, this is when we really jump at retail sales to try and upgrade some gear. So I want to do everything I can to help support small businesses, to help support businesses like all the sponsors we just mentioned, or just businesses that are friends of the podcast, like Overbore Systems, like LARP Labs, right? And make sure that you guys are in the know on what you should buy, uh, and the rationale behind it. Cause there is so much out there. And we, we get into that too, about all the options out in the market and how you're ever supposed to figure it out. So it, it's a, it's a good discussion. You know, me and Josh, when we get together, I, I feel like we, we really have a good time. Uh, and I enjoy it. I, this one was definitely no exception to that. We went, Honestly, way longer than I uh, thought we were going to. So, always cool when when that gets to to be the case, and we break down a whole bunch of stuff and and more, really. So, I hope you guys enjoy it. I will bounce us on over to my discussion with Josh. Here we go. God. Yeah. Does it surprise you every time? It's yeah, I just it, forgot. It, It's something else. Yeah.
1: This meeting is being
0: shut up. Yeah, we are recording. So. That's fun. How's I take Are you gonna it? You're going to not you? crop any of this out like uh, the last no, episode We're just Yeah, yeah with I'm, I'm going to. Totally <laughs> yeah, I'm going to leave it in. It's good. It's good stuff. Good. Nice. <laughs> I take it since we're actually talking right
1: now, your your wife is still pre baby instead of post baby. Correct. Which is why we're doing these uh, recordings so close to each other because he wants to get as much out of me as he can. That's right. I'm going to milk you for everything you're worth. uh Ew. Phrasing.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, this will we'll schedule it. This will probably come out the couple of days before Thanksgiving, but yeah. Um,
1: today, can totally film more episode after the baby's born, but just might be occasional screaming in the background.
0: Oh yeah. I'm sure there, there'll probably be plenty <laughs> of that, but I thought it'd be cool to talk about. I mean, we've talked about kit on like a lot of, a lot of our discussions, but maybe, <clears throat> maybe we'll, we'll start doing like, like a yearly discussion to see what's changed maybe, or just, to have a conversation around it because I feel like the more we train, uh, the more we kind of expose ourselves to. And that, and I mean that in terms of, uh, proficiencies and deficiencies and to be clear, right. Gear doesn't ever make you better. Or let me, let me rephrase that. It can make you better. It is never going to solve your problems though. It can, it, it can make you better.
1: do you understand what you understand what i'm saying like it's it's not gonna solve on your skill set Yeah, it depends on the gear you're talking about because if we're talking about this chest rig versus that chest rig or how a nice geysely trigger can give you the illusion that you're getting better versus night vision that inherently is going to instantly enhance everything just about i mean there's training and uh know how to use night vision but more or less once you figure out how to put the damn thing on and adjust your your gain and your focus like Mm-hmm. that inherently makes you better pretty right. much right away and then you can continue to train I, it depends on the gears i do know what you're talking about though
0: yeah and <laughs> and i feel like it's one of those things that like even not even necessarily with new shooters but just shooters in general like everyone's always kind of looking for that next thing that's gonna solve or, or help solve an issue even if it's like hey i'm i can still obviously draw from my mag pouch but is this is this other mag pouch going to do it better for me? Is it going to offer a different kind of retention or, or I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, we're always looking for new things in, in that realm and that discussion. And honestly, for that reason, we all spend way more money than we need to like a lot more usually. Um, <clears throat> I mean, unless it's just me, but I feel like you've also done. no, this. it's,
1: I mean, it's the hobbyist thing, depending on what your hobby is. You got golfers, you got musicians. Mm-hmm. We're always looking for the next toy, the next thing. And then you got guys that just want preparedness that are like, I have some people ask me like, "What? What?" <laughs> I don't care about nerding out about all, all this stuff. Like, just tell me the stuff I should get and what you would recommend. I'm like, awesome. Because I didn't have anybody to guide me through that. And I had to make a lot of mistakes to get where I am now. Well, look, we were even just out on the range uh,
0: yesterday, right? Shooting with... Uh, with my buddy who's not uh, somebody who has been training who who has an idea really where to start now he did a good job on his own getting him to where he's he's yeah. at you know he has a Glock 43x right and a good tier one appendix holster which is way better than most people do you know yeah yeah uh, you know, leather there still is out there dude leather and nylon holsters like leather holsters to me should be specifically reserved for like completely metal guns. Uh, that's just my personal opinion like if you're carrying a 1911
1: or like an old school sig you know a revolver I, even then though like yeah. 1911. like i feel like kydex is so much better for serious carry i don't know i i would agree it's also usually cheaper
0: you know yeah. uh maybe well maybe not like I for good
1: leather yeah good leather is yeah. expensive those right especially those chest rig uh leather holsters but we got like
0: We got into things yesterday on the range and, you know, one of the consistent things that was being brought up was I I should get a belt. I should, you, know, I don't know what, what belt to buy. I don't know what to run with. And maybe that's what like a starting point when people ask, I'll ask you, cause I know I've talked about it before. When you have new friends that are trying to enter this space or are just trying to be more proficient with what they have, say they have a rifle, whatever level, and they have a handgun. What is your
1: first recommendation? well you should I mean, if the patterns, you but... the, yeah the CPL route like if you just want to exercise your rights like I want my guys to have a good uh carry holster first so like mm-hmm. my go-to is a t-rex arms um, and if they don't want a sidecar rig something that can put it at like three or four o'clock again their new sidecar does that um, something inside the waistband um, and you can train with it and it's good that you train with it first um, like your buddy yesterday was out using his um, concealment rig with his rifle and he had a pocket on his pants that worked w- better than a normal um, pants pocket to put a mag in which was kind of cool so like he was you're able to get work done what uh, a couple of my friends just recently upgraded to like if you want to actually start running drills and getting better at shooting having a good range belt setup is uh, it's not arguable i mean like it, it makes a huge difference a nice holster be it um, like level two or level one. Like a Ragnarok, something that holds the gun and then something that holds mags, um, is a really, really helpful um, for just getting better at shooting. And then you could add that into your, your kit, um, or loadout, if you will. Once you size up to a plate carry and whatnot, um, I think buying a that, quality belt first that, off makes a lot of sense. That doesn't
0: sense. have to be like a huge endeavor. Like I feel like some guys want to jump straight up to like, you know, a three hundred dollar belt and. So, and that's the thing, right? So, like I said, uh, we're really bad in this hobby, right? Uh, About spending money unnecessarily, right? And because of that, it has kind of created this market that has become oversaturated, but it's still sustainable, right? So a new company comes out with new mag pouches. People are going to buy it and try it. Now, that company may fail within a year, but they're going to get business off it because people are going to try that next thing. And nothing against that, because that's how we've had some better innovations, uh, but yep. what it does do then with that oversaturation is, it makes it very hard for people that are, I don't want to say ignorant, <clears> you know, <throat> of, of what they should they get. They don't know. Yeah, they don't know what, what what what's good, what's bad. Do I need Velcro flaps? Do I need uh, bungee retention? Do I need nothing? Uh, do I should I get something with Kydex inserts? Should I buy separate Kydex inserts? There's so much out there, right? And a lot of it, some of it's been debunked, some of it hasn't, and some of it's fine, some of it's personal preference, um, but that's where people run into those problems where they they just don't know. And a lot of times they go, well, I, I feel like I need retention or I feel like I need
1: XYZ and they go off, they spend way more money than they need to. Yeah, <clears throat> It's also this urge to like be different from everyone else, but in, in this sphere, it's so easy to just look around and see what everybody's using, like if you think about mag pouches s one of the first ones that comes to mind because for the last five ten years everybody's been running kiwis and there's a bunch of variations of that now and some stuff that's gotten better but like you can look around and see what everybody else is using and i don't know some guys Mm -hmm. i know want to be different and then get an ak and then just (laughs) stick out Um, i mean
0: if that's what you have then then you know run it but yeah yeah, but they had the choice
1: to get something Mm -hmm. normal (laughs) something normal (laughs) This is relative. Um, the, if you don't want to go the whole crazy war belt setup, um, I think a good baseline to just be able to run uh, flat range, get better at shooting. You are If you run a concealment holster, you should have a good belt, right? Mm-hmm. So a rigid belt um, or an elastic belt. Um, anyways, the iron side line from T-Rex I really like where you get that outside the waistband holster. It's basically uh, oh, yeah. a rock and a sidecar had a baby can mm-hmm. wear that at three o'clock. And then they have mag attachments that you can put on your belt too, see so that pistol mag, rifle mag, and you can wear your regular EDC belt setup and kind of kit it out like a range belt. Um, and that's pretty neat. And it's pretty cheap. Um, and it's and modular.
0: There's some professional applications for that, but I'll be honest. I mean, if you're, if you're somebody who's looking to get into training and like build your capability, those will not ever perform as well as like, a dedicated built-out belt, like a good two-piece yeah. belt or something. It, it,
1: it will do nothing Burn more nothing. than just hold those things around yeah. your waist. Um, and they're more meant for a concealment to wear a shirt right. over them. And they're much more civilian-focused. Those aren't duty. That's not duty equipment. Um, it's it's kind of cool that, to me that it's actually just meant for everyday people.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and then it could be completely run underneath a coat or a jacket um, if you needed to, if 20 t- twenty twenty times were upon us ever again, where you I mean, want just a good. little bit more
0: yeah it's an option i just i think if you look at them side by side you're you're probably gonna get better you're gonna get a better oh, experience personally out of like yeah with
1: a with a with a belt. general range belt and say a mid-ride safari land you're gonna have much better consistency mm-hmm. and gets the pistol further away from your body so you're not fighting close clothing up close and all that Um, I was just thinking like bare minimum, if you wanted to have good range time and be able to run drills with the rest of the guys, that would be something to look at, but investing in, um, a good Molly belt or two piece, there's a few different options there. I really like AWS has their two piece that I've been rocking for a couple years now. And then they have a cheap version that's like 75 bucks and it's a two piece belt. It just doesn't have all the laser cut Molly around it. So you could get that super rigid same belt with the same clip and you could get one of those the uh, tech um, locks yeah the tech locks and get uh mags uh kydex mags that way uh mag pouches and you are probably no simple
0: i mean if you have to do it on a budget that's that's a definitely a good solution it sounds like although just beware for anybody listening like you're going to spend just as much if not more going the tech lock solution because those things work really well but they're also the tech locks are like what 15 bucks or something a piece in addition to whatever the holster or mag attachment is
1: so yeah, I don't know. Do I never, I never went down that route. They look like good kit, but I've never actually used them. Um, yeah. I can't, I can't even remember what I got my S tech. It's a little, not a placard, but they're all connected. It's two pistol, one rifle, probably mm-hmm. around 50 or 60 bucks. And through that, it has to go on a Molly belt though. Um, the one that I got, but
0: yeah. And I, I've been running the, uh, the arc, <laughs> the, the Tigris belt that HRT makes yep. my first two piece. Um, I honestly feel like a dumbass for not getting into a two piece sooner. It's just a great- better. It's just I better. ran a Gen
1: One Orion for a couple years before getting the AWS belt, and it's my second range belt that I hand off to a buddy that doesn't have mm-hmm. one. But I haven't yep. touched it since I got a two piece because there's just the the new the new Orions that you can buy from T Rex are a lot better because they're more rigid. Um, but they they both have different purposes. So for general, like I want this thing to not move and not budge and be super sturdy like two-piece all Mm -hmm. the way
0: yeah i mean and yesterday was my first uh outing with that i was i mean we were running a little bit you know i mean everything was was staying Mm -hmm. uh, in place i think that uh that two-piece that lock up between the inner and outer belt is really something that can't be overstated you know it's really you want something that's going to not ride down your ass or whatever like you need to get a two-piece belt you really do um and that was always one of those guys i was like oh well i just want to be able to you know, throw my belt on over my EDC belt and yeah, I'd be able to like don and doff it really quickly. And it's so yeah. fucking unrealistic. <laughs> it's, it's so unrealistic yeah. that you're going to ever have to as a civilian anyways, right? Like can we pull out my sidecar? Let me tighten down my EDC belt and then let me go and throw on my, my, you know, uh, my Orion <laughs> or, or whatever. There's a bunch of companies that make outside the waistband, uh, battle belt type stuff. So, um, but yeah, a good, a good quality belt. Um, Again, I've been running the arc. I like the HRT mag pouches. I was running the um, the S-TACs for a long time. Uh, yep. I, I like the HRT ones. I, I personally, they're my new favorite. Um, yep. I like that I can mount them on an angle, uh, which uh, I'm not, I don't think I'm a good enough shooter. Like, And that's the other thing too with gears. Sometimes you fall into those traps of like uh, some of this stuff where you're like, ooh, I have to be able to angle my mag pouches because it's going to make me faster. Yeah. And it could if you do the the requisite amount of practice it takes to actually real like you know what I mean like get better that way if you don't practice angle mag pouches are going to be just as slow as vertical mag pouches it's not gonna yep. you know it's not gonna it's not a. I uh,
1: i feel like it's more of a comfort thing sitting in a car mm-hmm. maybe maybe kneeling because i did a shooting competition in september where we had to shoot from the kneeling and wearing a two-piece belt, especially with the thick inner belt, I think it's a two-inch mm-hmm. inner belt that I run. From AWS, they have a two options. They have a thinner and a thicker, and I was running the thicker. And even just kneeling, I was like, ah, that sucks. Looks less uncomfortable. Um, But having angled, angled mag pouches, especially I think in a p- patrol car, I have no experience in that at all. But I would, I would imagine sitting with angled pouches, especially for the pl- a plate carrier on. Um, I mean, you see guys with their rifle mags. Some guys are choosing, some cops are choosing to run 20-round mags on their waist. I have seen just that. Just because yeah. it's interfacing. It, I mean, it hits your plate carrier. And if you're sitting in a car all day and wanting to tussle with somebody, it makes sense maybe. Um, to. So you see those angled mag pouches um, become more popular. I feel like it's more of a comfort thing than this is a more efficient way to grab my mag. I feel like they're both fast, just as fast maybe if you yeah. train it.
0: Well, in the twenty rounders, that's a that's an interesting one too because it, it really the, the the fact that you're starting to see more guys come out and run those, uh, and, yeah. and maybe you know because we have some more prominent people coming out saying, hey, it's okay to do this, or hey, you should do this. Like I know I saw, uh, I think it was Milspec Mojo. Yep, uh, that's who non- I was thought,
1: uh, referencing. Yeah. He runs it with the Terran Tactical base plate, yeah, so it's like a twenty-five, like a, and it's heavy too, so it'll fall right out of the gun when he's changing mags. Yeah, <clears> and.
0: It's like, well, do you're in law enforcement? And that's one of the things, like, guys get so much. And this is another thing about get uh, kit and gear and everything. Get, I'm trying to make it into one word. Uh, <laughs> but the guys get so much fucking heartburn about is, uh and this is probably something we'll spend some time on here is like how many mags for your rifle you need to carry on your person. Right. Like, uh we've had discussions
1: like, ooh, three is the the you know, it's the civilian loadout, right? Like it's three on your seven. carrier. Three. My drill sergeant told me I will die in the field <laughs> if I don't have seven mags and thirteen more in my backpack. Ruck. Sorry. Yeah, it's, the, Pogue. It's, 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 the, it's the standard infantryman's loadout. Why wouldn't you yeah. want to run seven mags? And it's like You should I, have and a <clears throat> squad is nine people. So what's seven times nine? Because that's how many mags you should have since you're alone because you don't have any friends. Is that sixty three? Good job. I don't know. I'm not going to look either. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and then you have guys like Grim. Like, uh, who's the, the? Is it Grim CMV on Instagram? He did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, used to, he yeah. shoots with Mojo. I haven't seen him in mm-hmm. a while, but I f- still follow him. He's in that T Rex video talking about like kind of a clickbaity title, like "What's in a SWAT dude's uh, loadout?" And it was a really mm-hmm. cool video where he talks about his plate carrier, or whatever. He has like 120 rounder on his plate carrier, and it's like well, it. I've never. I hope I never have to do a reload, but if I do, this is how much I have because we're in a team of guys and it's usually like one suspect or an active shooter and there's a bunch of us and I'm also controlling a lot, so I'm not the guy that's going to be putting down a ton of rounds. Like, you know what I mean? It's different ways to think about it. Yeah, I personally, I have it, I have it right your, here. I think yeah, you build mag, your
0: kit out of what
1: you need
0: personally for your mission set yeah. and like be honest with yourself about what that is. If you only need to carry like you know, like what you're, what you're showing on. I mean, they listeners can't see it. I but can't see. Yeah. So Turn the S tech placard, yeah. The, the S tech
1: placard that, that T-Rex arms makes three mags. I think, I think three mags up front first off is really aesthetically pleasing. And I think it looks kind of sexy. That's 90 rounds plus one in the gun. And then if you have a belt, boom, you got five mags. Like that's a lot of bullets and I'm not, I don't know about you, like these guys are arguing unless you're trying to like, I, I get it. I love going out in the woods and, Building out heavy sustainment rigs but like if you're not in a military context um i think you'll be okay i mean yeah i,
0: I sort of just depends. like
1: carrying the weight to test yourself like i yeah i mean yeah i mean you every every mag you add is a pound roughly right mm-hmm. um it's I mean, there's guys. i mean i used to be in a machine gun team um <laughs> yeah that sounds awesome <laughs> you feel it yeah. it uh it adds up even but I mean, in my like guys will get uh,
0: physically. So, guys get so bent out of shape if you're not like, oh, you're only carrying three, you're gonna fucking die, uh, or or now you're starting to see guys that are moving back, like we said, like to two mags, and then you take that third mag slot, and that's like where you put your radio or your tourniquet, because uh, it's just a more convenient place to run your comms <laughs> gear or something, because you don't want
1: you know wings or something on your gear, and it. It uh, just it, it, depends on what we're talking about here. Because yeah. no, you're not inherently wrong if you're saying seven minimum. You're not inherently wrong if you're saying I keep a mag in my pocket and I have one on the gun. Like if you if you look at patrolling videos from Ukraine, obviously like we see a video with the AK seventy four and he goes through five mags or four mags in a single firefight while they're bounding when they take contact. Like obviously it's important to run um tons of ammo if you're in actual combat in those engagements we're talking about like what am i doing with this preparedness kit is to be pulling security on my property or if we had to like bounce out of town and go hang at buddy's um property and then we're going to rotate out security there like like what's what's the mission and why what is this cage uh staged for to dictate (laughs) i feel i feel like unless we're actually in combat red dawn ukraine whatever like especially if you're with a group of guys, Um, a few mags, you're going to be way better off than the majority of the populace.
0: No, I agree. Uh, And it's again, that can be 20 rounders. that can be 30 rounders. If you want to get spicy and do 40 rounders or like the, uh, the drum mag that Magpul makes, I've heard mixed reviews of those. I hear that
1: like the D60s are great. That's about the only drum that guys recommend. Um, It's just the annoying thing is figuring out where to carry it. That's why the 40 rounders are popular. Cause you can still run a shingle like this and have three forty round mags on you. Um, if I know ammo is expensive, but if you guys have the, the, the logistics running a buddy team live fire lane um, with your group, you'll understand how fast you can go through ammo. It's also a training thing um, with experience on not blowing all of your ammo on first contact. Um, but I mean, it, it it's a thing. You see the videos all the time from Ukraine on dudes, literally like there's one that I saw where he went through four mags in one engagement. So yeah, it's all about context. And a lot of it is daydreaming and a little bit of fantasy. Uh, I mean, here in the U S it's about realistically it's, what, it's, what's it's, realistic it, and what makes sense. Yeah. And it,
0: we're know. less likely than a lot of places in the world. Most places in the world to <clears throat> have that <laughs> Uh, that need yeah. realistically now I think I'm not to be clear I am not advocating for not running gear that you would have to you would have to have in the event something like that kicked off I'm not saying you shouldn't right. I'm just saying that you don't have to uh, and that's you know if you talk to people that actually know what they're doing guys that are like doing operational things stateside so your mm-hmm. high tempo LE teams, uh, some of the you know U.S. Marshals or some of the federal stuff, even whatever Border Patrol here with everything that's going on, Bortac guys and everything. Talk to them, and it, it's very interesting that you get a very diverse answer set. Depending, like oh, the question, the question being, how many magazines should I run, is almost always met with, well, it depends on what you're trying to do. Because a lot of guys, how much on, can you
1: physically carry in in your level of fitness? <laughs> Well, and, and what
0: are you doing? You know what I mean. Yeah. Like for guys, uh, like I talk about this semi-frequently. I have these these in- interesting kinds of discussions with uh, Nine Banger, you know, with Brandon, and it, it's it's just funny. Like he's on a, I believe, anyways, he's in a attached to an agency that you know he's he's pretty busy with work and stuff, and like, hey, here's my kit. I carry one extra mag. It just, it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it, and and that's somebody who's doing those things that we are presumably training for or or similar to mm-hmm. what we're training for. Uh, but he's actually doing it on a daily basis. Same with guys like Stuffs and Pews, right? That works with Orion Training Group. Hell, the guys from Orion Training Group who were all law enforcement for some period of time. Uh, yeah. I mean, the list goes on.
1: There's tons of LE guys. Joe's carriers who- carrier staged in your house with a shingle on it with three mags loaded up front at all times. Um, especially I mean we saw that active shooter event years ago I think it was 2016-17 in Texas um, that the NRA instructor grabbed his AR and stopped the shooter basically I I remember remember that that one I can't remember the the guy's name he was total G like the friendliest community guy ever Um, he would dress up as Santa around the holidays like that was the guy that stopped the shooter Um, big white beard and didn't have any mags loaded, so grabbed his AR. Thankfully, he had an EOTech that was zeroed, but like grabbed a magazine and just grabbed a handful of loose training ammo and just started stacking mags after, and started running towards the church and uh, engaged the shooter. When the shooter came outside to grab another rifle or something out of his car, and they had a gunfight, and he had didn't even have a full mag, um, and he was able to put some rounds in the guy. Ended up driving away and crashing and offing himself, like. That th- just to say, like if he would have had one mag or two mags, let alone body armor and a sh- a three mag placard up front, um, it could have been really different, and it might have saved time too. um Well, and, and that's where, 2020, but there's things that we can look at and think about. Um, I think
0: that's where kit, like the like the T-Rex Ready Rig, which I know yeah. a lot of guys love and a lot of guys hate.
1: I mean, different. Opinions, I love the Ready Rig, whatever reasons and stuff. If it fits you, I think it's a great piece of kit, and they're cheap. So. Especially yeah. if you're thinking about just running running uh, drills at the range, it's a nice way to just simply carry some ammo on you. Mm. A little bit of medical, a radio, whatever. Yeah, um, and if you're somebody who doesn't
0: want to go play out in the woods and really get into a built-out chest rig, yes. they're great to take to classes. Like if you're going to take a carbine yep. class, 100%. and you don't want to just shove your pants full of magazines and shit, it's a great, yeah. great rig to run. But <clears throat> you could just grab something like that. I mean, how Black Friday is coming up, probably get a pretty decent deal on it. and. Yeah. Just have that staged with like two mags and maybe like I don't make this like a giant ad
1: for, for T Rex, but like one of their med kits. It's kind of the way there. it's become, dude. Like they uh, their <clears throat> goal is to become a one-stop shop for equipping a prepared civilian. And mm-hmm. uh their their night vision needs some work, but they're pretty much there. I mean, they even started offering BCM uppers. It's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: I mean, you can and to be fair, there's like a lot of companies that you can go to for stuff like that. I'm just Absolutely. looking around online. I know they have some of that stuff. HRT offers medical stuff as well. But if you have something small, something compact where it's, and I say that because if it's small and compact, it's likely to be out of the way, but still, if it's designed well, and it's, it's going to make you effective in that kind of scenario, it doesn't need to be a whole seven mag rig. Like what's the, the fucking taps
1: rig, you know, that, that everybody's like, oh, that's the, that's I can, the standard. I think I can <laughs> put. 10 mags in it without adding any pouches i think if I, I don't have it close to me to grab but there's two radio pouches yeah. on the outside that you could put mags in so i think it's i think it's eight up front mm-hmm. to uh, nine ten and then you have an entire pal- panel of molly to add more to if you wanted to add more yeah that's not that's you don't need all of that i mean if you want to rock on. if i was in ukraine like it's a different <laughs> yeah, story right like you know what i mean
0: yeah or if you're uh, just one of those weirdos that buys condor everything and thinks that you just absolutely fucking have to Fill, fill every, every
1: uh, molly panel yeah i was there too i did that i, I mean yeah taps, it's cool knock off. I, I get that you want to look for you want to
0: look for for work so to speak with your kit you want to find your deficiencies you want to make sure you have everything you need and not like one yeah. thing more
1: the heart just, the heart is idea. there right
0: yeah the intentions yeah, yeah. are there it just but gets a little so, goofy at times it's so fucked how poorly executed yeah. that <laughs> that mindset and mentality take like it's it just it's so bad guys are like oh i have usually those are the guys that end up with like the uh the the two row mag uh shingle on the front so they're like six mags across the
1: front too deep you know what i'm saying that's you yep and <laughs> that was my primary <laughs> like- the way i ran stuff in the military and you got like and, the, uh, the going the prone was flaps. not fun Yeah, exactly.
0: You're like laying all over this shit. And like, there's some things you can add that can make you like mildly uncomfortable while going prone. And then there's stuff that like, hey, your your chest is being
1: supported by magazines. Like, don't do that shit. No, it took it Um, took me finally getting uh, being in a vehicle crew and having to jump out of the hatch to work the 50 cal if mm-hmm. The system was down, and then having six mags in front in front of my plates, I couldn't even get out of the hatch. It's like, oh, this isn't it. This isn't it, bud. Like so, fucking Winnie the Pooh stuck in the hole. Exactly, you can't yeah. fucking get out.
0: <laughs> I mean, you, you don't need all that necessarily. Uh, I mean, if you yeah. feel like you do, then rock on, I guess. But yeah. you
1: need to fill. That every was when row I started to. That was when I started to subscribe to the thought of like having pouches, but not filling them, and then it's nice yeah. if I. Eventually, need to throw something in. I have an empty pouch, so I would yeah. instead of running six up front, I just ran three and had those front three pouches. They had like the bungee retention, so they were open pouches. Just had those <laughs> three empty, and it made it a lot more comfortable. Um, and then I think I added like a double mag pouch because in the military you have to be able to carry seven mags. It's part of like the unit SOP. Well, so it's be different. able different. Have it, you know. That's um, your
0: mission set. That and that. That's what goes back to what you were talking to earlier. Like it makes sense yeah. to have that because you for your mission set have to right but like yep. i absolutely love the pictures you get sometimes and i i don't ever rip on guys for it i try to be helpful or say nothing at all um but they'll post up their brand, oh i got this plate carrier it's some no-name rig right uh and it is I'm filled for a great price. Yeah, and it's filled. It's filled to the gills with everything and anything. Like I love you. Like oh, here I got a Nalgene pouch for the front of my plate carrier. Uh, I've got two tourniquet pouches because so and so's video on YouTube told me I should have at least two tourniquets, which you should. But that doesn't mean you have to put them in Molly pouches on your fucking plate carrier. And then I have four double mag pouches, and then I also have, you know, the list goes on and on. And you're like, dude, you look like the fucking Michelin man. Like, are you gonna? You mean, me? I mean you, you know what I'm saying? Like you've seen those pictures, you know what I'm talking about. It's mm-hmm. it's it's. Like you said, heart is there. You're in the right, you're, yeah, you're the, in the right place. Yeah, heart's there. Yeah, yeah. Let's go on a run. <laughs> With yeah, all that. And then you, you find out real quickly. Like you wasted a ton of money on a rather, and and that's another good point too. Maybe we can jump to that. Like buying name brand shit is not always what you have to do but it is always what you have to do. And like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you can get away with some little ancillary things like, like a, like a bungee. Pa- if you're, if you're just putting a bungee cord around like your nods or something and all it is, is like some Velcro with a loop yeah. right, uh, to to hold your 14 or something else. Like, okay. Like there's, maybe you don't need to buy name brand for something. Uh, yeah. You know. but for like, are you talking about like main
1: gear items? Um, yeah. There's so oh, yeah. much name brand shit. Why would you even buy the knockoff or no name stuff? Like when we say name brand, we're not talking about just Opscore or just um, uh, Spiritus. Like there's First so many great or, names now. Um, yeah. Just Cheers cry. Remember, over. it was only cry for a while. Um, Hashtag for, cry or die. Belts and uh, plate carriers. Like there's so many great names now. Um, take your pick, I would say, look around and see what everybody else is running. You'll see some, you'll see the JPC all the time. You know what I mean? Like, you'll see the similarities on what, what is proven and what is maybe preferred by a lot of people. Um, and I'm not saying that you have to buy a JPC. Like, I don't care. Um, no, but there, I mean, like, there's ask so the many fucking great question. things. Like,
0: hey, yeah. this is my, this is what I want to eventually end up doing, or this is what I'm doing now, or I do this for work. You see a picture of somebody running a play carrier. Hey, Can you recommend it? And Mm -hmm. if there any like and ask a few people, you know, and if there's only one person on the whole fucking Internet, if there's only one person you can find through tags and everything else that is running that brand and model of plate carrier, then it is not name brand, regardless of what influencer who got paid to say it was great said, like it is not name brand companies out there. Like if you have a buddy
1: that's going to. Oh, sorry.
0: No, I mean, like we just rattled off a whole list. Like there's there yeah. it's so easy to find that information compared to like when you and I got into it a couple of years ago, like and there was a lot less going on. Like it's yeah. so easy now. You got companies like HRT, you got Pharaoh, you got Spiritus, you got Cry, you got I mean, it, fuck the list goes on forever. You know what I mean? Like it's so easy to find information on those and make a more informed decision.
1: Yep. Yeah, if you've got a, a friend that nerds out about it as much as we are throughout this entire episode, um, if you can show him something and be like, "Is this good?" and he instantly knows what it is, you're probably doing fine. <laughs> yeah,
0: and 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 look how much how oversaturated
1: like, everything is now, and it's great because it's it means that the we the end users have all the options.
0: Yeah, and and look for the information. Don't just don't just like because we have a we've seen this before, right? Where somebody will send you like a screenshot right of like their amazon cart or website cart right and they're like hey i just bought this and then like they get it and they're like oh yeah oh it doesn't you fit you could have asked and you're like dude why why didn't you ask like it, i mean worst case we're gonna say i have no idea but at least you yeah. tried you know like and but you, you what i'm getting at is you want to avoid spending money unnecessarily don't buy like a triple five five six shingle for your seven six two ak and then you spent $65 or whatever on it and you get it and you're all pumped up to go goon with the boys and you can't
1: because your mags don't fit in the fucking house. Now there. you have to sell your 762 AK because those are dumb and buy a 5.56 <laughs> and be normal. It's buy a 5.56 AK, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you're going with that, right? Yeah. Damn it. PSA. <laughs> PSA. Why do you have to be so based? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh or such an uh, abomination but i did look at that 556 ak that takes stain ar AR mags and for a second just i was like "Ooh, just for funsies
0: yeah (laughs) yeah just for funsies i mean it's so yeah i mean there's there's nothing wrong with getting
1: those fun things at all and a, a lot of guys will get so passionate about wanting to tell you how wrong you are for buying that fun thing um it's just that times are weird right now And there's some priorities that if you're seriously considering and thinking about being a prepared, responsible person, um, there's some priorities that is important to like to us that, uh, to to what you need
0: to buy and how you should be spending your money and stuff. Like,
1: yeah, I mean, especially with just how expensive everything is now. Like, yeah, I can't, you're trying, we're trying to look at how we're going to fund this next year's ammo in training. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, and yeah, I, can't, I can't be looking at five, five, six AKs right now. I'm trying to plan out my ammo budget for the next year. You know what I mean? Well, And, and, and you can, you and, can and, do whatever yeah. you want,
0: obviously, like yeah, absolutely. You're your own man, you make your own money. If it's going to make you happy, like then, then do it. You know, if you really, if it's going to make that big a difference in your quality of life as an individual, uh, you know, then whatever, go for it. But yeah, to your point, like you should prioritize your purchases. I think that the... <laughs> after you kind of build out whatever rifle uh, and then probably maybe even a handgun that you're, you're, you're going to train with, you know, and that doesn't mean you have to go out and get like special slide cuts and an optic cut and a compensator. And then your rifle has to have all the Gucci shit. If you want to fine, you can, I know a lot of actually it's, (laughs) it's crazy how much it's changed. Most, most uh, pistols that aren't Glock actually come with most of that stuff. Now, like, they have, yeah. even Glock has the the front slide serrations. Uh, but if you're, if you bought like a Gen 3 Glock 19 or Glock 17 or something, you don't have to go out and get an optic cut for it. You can, that's a good idea, but you don't have to, you know, once your stuff's all squared away, then you start looking at what kind of equipment's really going to make you better, uh, more capable. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, it, I, I think a belt is probably the first one to start with, really like your first line gear. Um, and we talked about that, obviously. The next step is usually a plate carrier or a chest rig. Yeah. What, now, okay, if someone was going to... Let me ask you this, because this used to come up all the time, and it was like one of those things that... It was just like, a, like an Instagram trigger was the great discussion on plate carrier or chest rig, and which one's better and why. And it really... <laughs> If really you're going to shoot
1: at somebody that's going to be shooting at you, what would you rather have? It's it's not even a question, right? We want armor. Um, yes. It's more expensive. So chest rigs are cheaper. What are we doing? Are we in the woods and we have to carry maps and compasses and batteries and all this equipment? Get a nicer chest rig. But it's kind of funny. It out, going into when we talked about what this topic of episode would be, I instantly thought of the ready rig probably being the best chest rig somebody could buy if they just want to hold stuff to their chest and they're not planning on going out in the woods and doing a bunch of sustainment stuff. Yeah. That's literally all it is. And besides that, I would say just save and get a plate carrier unless you really want to get a fully built out chest rig that you're going to be doing serious stuff with. If you're not sure about all that, get a ready rig. This is just me. Like, I kind of like to narrow it, narrow it down sometimes because I have friends that are like, "Stop being so vague. Like, tell me what I should buy." So, like, get a ready rig or save and get an AC1 or equivalent slick plate carrier. I think for civilian slick plate carriers um make a lot of sense. Obviously, there's pros and cons to both. Getting a nice built-up carrier or not. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, in almost a, all of the instances, I'd rather have armor on my chest if I was going to be using the rifle that I train with. So,
0: right. No, and that's an important distinction, Like, if you are somebody who you are fortunate enough to train with a group of guys, maybe your your cumulative group knowledge is not very high, but you're all very dedicated, which could happen. Uh, it seems somewhat unlikely, but uh, it, it, it could happen. Um, then maybe it makes more sense to get into a play carrier that's a little bit more structure-based. Um, you know, there's mm-hmm. quite a few out there that will, uh, obviously... I've run the stuff with HRT. I like it. There's the the Mayflower um, Scarab is another one that I think that a lot of guys, if you're looking for uh, that that structure and load bearing ability, um, is a good option. The FCPC right. that makes, you know, really, really good. Um, there, there's a lot of options out there for that. but one And that's something that a lot of guys have questions on because they see it in video games. They see it all over the place. Like, do I need all that shit on my back? Do I need back panels? Do I need banger pouches? Do I need breacher tools? And if you're asking the question, what's it all for? You you probably probably don't need it. it. You've not come up. You've not come across the scenario in your own training where that, that need has to be addressed. Now that that could be a training issue, possibly, probably not. I'm going to say probably not for standard civilians. Like we don't really. I, and again i don't want to say you don't need to know how to do breaching and stuff but like it's just not something that we as civilians have access to good ways to train on it um and also you could probably do a lot more harm than good if you want to do makeshift explosive breaching as a civilian <laughs> i think that's something you should probably don't don't do that especially because like anything that becomes cool on instagram automatically ends up with instagram photos at like weird places like gas stations and stuff so like don't be the guy that tried to explosive breach the rear door of your KFC or something, and now you're in prison because you're a dumbass. Um I mean, I like those secret herbs and spices too, but it, it, it ain't worth <laughs> it. Um it, what's more effective if you are a singleton or somebody who just doesn't know, a slick carrier with no back panel and a and a decent backpack. And a fucking backpack. Yeah. And doesn't <laughs> it, it doesn't doesn't have to be a one. It depends one, yeah. on what you're doing. If, if you're a fucking jam sport, in yeah. It, you
1: grab your kid's goddamn backpack from school and put it in your, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, the next
0: time we see these uh peaceful protests after the election, we'll see somebody running around in a fucking slick carrier with no placard and a fucking door of the explorer backpack.
1: Yeah, it's dude. A, hell yeah. Internet yeah. drip. Like I I, mean, we, did I it. we did it. We, from, it. we I, did I, it. I come All from a right. bottom barrel fucking grunt background, and the only thing we ever put in our assault packs was mission essential like we're getting all dismounting from our strikers and we're going to an op so bring your woobie a raincoat and water and extra ammo like you're you're not you don't want to fill it with a bunch of bullshit maybe maybe a, um, a stripped mre or something like yeah stuff that you no. would would put on your carrier if you could uh but can't put in your back um and then the cool thing about a backpack is uh you can get to it yourself off. yeah <laughs> yeah You take it off and open it, which is cool without having to take your plate. As
0: cool as the back panels look, they don't actually help you if you don't have at least one other guy with you because you can't reach it yourself. And Uh, as
1: regular people that we're not getting all this stuff issued to us, they're freaking expensive for what they are, especially if you're uh, going to build it out with a bunch of different pouches and all that. Like they're they're cool. Um, I personally just don't. I'm down to have my mind changed, but like. I'm cool with the backpack yeah
0: well and and for anybody thinking that you're like yeah well haha i'm gonna run some bolt cutters all fucking ninja turtle style over my shoulder well i challenge you to get that back in that uh scabbard or sheath or whatever you're putting those bolt cutters into getting them out is not always the problem but stowing it correctly is um Mm -hmm. So when you get into some of that ancillary stuff like breach you know I'm going to make a, bre- a breaching shotgun, or you're going to carry uh, a halogen or a fucking, I don't know, a fire axe or a sledgehammer. <laughs> you know, whatever you saw at fucking Rainbow 6 when you were playing the game. Um, it, it's, it, it is all well and good, uh, but keep in mind that video games while being a great representation of some things are oftentimes completely unrealistic for real world application. Like You know, for law enforcement teams, yeah, they may carry a sledge and by carry, I mean, carry up to the door, knock the fucking door open and then drop it. (laughs) You're Mm -hmm. not going to like fucking sit there while the rest of the team's making entry and go, Hey guys, we'll be right there. Wait for me to shove this fucking sledgehammer in my backpack. I want to interrupt this episode to tell you guys all about our friends over at Ben Franklin Range. Guys, you've heard our episodes, you've heard our discussions, you've heard it mentioned on social media. The facility at Ben Franklin is absolutely top notch. They're located out in Templeton, Pennsylvania. And guys, this is a one stop shop. They have 1,200 acres of land. So whether you want to go practice some overlanding and do some off roading, or you're looking for a facility to host a CQB class, they have a shoot house. You're looking for a place to host a shooting course. They have not one, but two turf ranges. Maybe you want to stretch out. You want to reach out to distance. They have an absolutely outstanding long distance, actually unknown distance range that is available for rent. You guys can head over to their website at benfranklinrange.com for more information, and you can reach out and contact the team there at BFR via email at info at benfranklinrange.com or give them a call. 412-439-8751. 412 439 8751 Guys, it's an absolutely outstanding facility. Cannot recommend them enough. Now, let's get back to this week's discussion. But again, yeah, right, no thanks. I don't job.
1: I wouldn't want to walk around with that on my back anyways.
0: Yeah, it's it's less Unless than 18. Unless it was my
1: job, which it's not, so backpack. The, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we both have nice cushy civilian jobs that uh, don't require such uh, tools. Yeah. Uh, But I mean, if you want to learn it, if you actually do, if you're going to commit to it, more power to you, go out and get actual training from somebody who actually knows how to breach stuff. And we'll tell you here, if you really want to go out and buy this tool, go out and buy this kit. But I feel like that's so few and far between from guys that just say, I'm going to build a breacher kit. And you go, why? Like, because no one else in my group has one. I go, that's not a good reason. (laughs) And guys (laughs) give you fucking shitty
1: looks and you're like, just being honest. I mean, you do what you want. Especially if you don't have night vision yet or other important support items. And you're going straight and, to something like that.
0: And that's one that like, dude, I was so on that page. I was so on the I don't need night vision
1: page for, man, a long fucking time. Talking about saving money. So already guys would be like, oh, great. They're talking about night vision. <laughs> um, I brought this out to trigger Good. you. I know nobody else can be able to see it, but.
0: You should. Oh, my God. No, peak it's
1: a- right here. This is the yeah. only thing from the GWAT. Like, everybody drools over GWAT things on the internet, except, except for, the for the conventional infantry ACH. <laughs> nobody <laughs> nobody likes the helmet. The giant Are bucket. Sure? Are you sure
0: that's straight out of GWAT? It looks more like it's straight this out is... of fucking Desert Storm. Like, it's. It's about the same tech. Dude, you should run it. It'll, it's, it's gotten it's a little bit better. Up.
1: This is like the, the lightest one of the bunch, but it still has the stupid ear covers, so I can't run like a. A cool like headset. I can wear my sword ins underneath it. Um, super comfy. That's about the only thing I've found that you can run in these things without taking any pads out is the neckband swordons. I know uh, PelTors have an, a neckband. But I haven't tried those. Um, the swordons are pretty thin, which is nice because they slip right under these ear cups. Now um, you you've
0: actually you've done quite a bit in terms of trying to like bring new guys into being prepared, spending time on the range with with folks that have rifles and stuff, but aren't really into, bit. into owning the other kit and stuff. You get a lot of questions on the helmet, like, do you like, hey, should I own a helmet, or why do you need
1: that? Like, you get, you get a lot of that. No, I haven't. Uh, besides, like, my guys that know that I have night vision, um, it, it will come up. Now that I I'm about to have a really nice, pro comms helmet set up for training with you guys, I might play around with it more at the range just to get the feel for it, and that yeah. might open up some more discussion. Um, the simple the simple um, conversation usually goes to like bump or ballistic um, pros and cons of that, of each. And I feel I've really recently thinking about this again. I really like having a bump just as a general night vision thing. Like I wouldn't want to just have a ballistic helmet and night vision setup, And then every time I want to throw my, I would never want to just throw this on all the time. Cause it's, it's, it's heavier. It's kind of bulky okay. even. I'm this one, but like if I had an ops core, um, ballistic helmet like i still would want to have even just a cheap bump to throw on like as a dad i don't know if anybody can sound off uh (laughs) that listens to this like dm me as yeah young dads i use this thing more i've used this night vision setup more this year Uh, oh to put your kid to bed sneaking around sneaking around my kid's room putting like the milk in the fridge or like checking on them or i had a couple times like uh putting him down or if he cries like pat him back to sleep without having to shine my phone light around. I just look totally like zero dark 30 going in his room. Um, I've, I've done it more. that more this year than I have trained with you guys. Uh, it's a super handy piece of kit that I know it looks super tactical and it's only um, guys think military when they see night vision, but it's becoming, it's going to very quickly these next few years become so normal um, in everyday life. And especially like I think agriculture and farming and just if you have property, It really makes sense, but yeah,
0: it's, and guys get, I mean, one of my favorite arguments that I see online, uh, a lot on, on Facebook on some like the night vision groups and stuff like that, or even some gear groups, I actually just left one because it was just so fucking toxic. I couldn't stand it anymore. Uh, was around like the bump versus ballistic helmet thing. Like, and for one, let's just be clear. Like you don't need, if you are somebody who is just taking steps into building out your kit, your helmet is at the latter end of your progression. Mm -hmm. It should not be, and I don't care. I mean, guys, and can disagree with me on this. It should not be anywhere near the top of your list to buy, unless you just like got gifted some fucking night vision or something. In which case, like, yeah. let's have a discussion yeah. on how the fuck that happened because that's badass. Uh, but <laughs> it's you don't. It's not something you illegal. You don't need to mount your, your your comms to it. Every communications headset that I've ever seen advertised, whether it's one that you. Uh, just run an audio cable and do a shoulder mic or one that actually has built-in communications capability, right? Like some contacts or uh, mm-hmm. some amps, whatever. They all come straight out of the box with a headband, whether it's behind the the, the head, like the neckband, uh, sortons like you have, or over the top, like, like comtacs and stuff like that. Uh, y- you don't need a helmet unless you are running comms and you're running night vision or you have everything else covered and you're finally ready to take that step. And like, okay, right. now that's, that was the dream. only I exception I was thinking.
1: Yeah. So my buddy just, um, I, during COVID, he was kind of piecing together whatever he could get. And he went with a lot of black gear. And I, I was like, that's real mall ninja, bro. Like, dude, you you can check, can check out Ranger, Ranger green. Green. green, check out Ranger green, Ranger green, real cool. We like Ranger green, or at least um, some multi-cam cool cam dude. black. Like I, I I can at least, oh, do yeah. like that. It's dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, a, it's like 5% better. <laughs> better is um, better. <laughs> Come yeah. at me, bro. Um, but like, and the stuff he had wasn't very like we said name brand. Like some of the the plate carrier, and he had steel plates, and so eventually, like piece by piece, he's now um, in about a year since I've been talking to him and been training with him a little bit here here and there. Now has an AWS belt, uh, Cry JPC. Like kind of got those bases covered, and then just got a Team Wendy. To sort of like he plans on having night vision eventually, so I talked mm-hmm. about how in my situation I had the helmet and I kind of built stuff around, and then eventually just bought the night vision. And I do like that route because then you don't have to like bite the bullet and get the tube and then be like, oh, now I have to spend a thousand dollars on this important equipment. Yeah. yeah, so like I, I had the helmet, I had the mount, and then eventually I just bought the tube and I was ready to go. Um, so he's yeah. kind of he's kind of following that. Um, so he has a team Wendy with no night vision. I don't even think he has like ear pro mounts on it or whatever. But like I mean they serve they still serve a purpose. How many people do you see getting no- bonked on the noggin uh in 2020 with skateboards? <laughs> nice.
0: Uh first well, off, we'll don't the go news. there.
1: Yeah. First off, don't go out there if something's if it's crazy. But I mean, they still protect well, and that's your head just, from that, bumps. And that
0: it that right there just completely invalidates the argument behind bumps are worthless. And if yeah. you are listening to this and you're somebody who has gotten told that by a friend, like, don't buy a bump helmet, save all your money and drop two grand on a ballistic, everything else is worthless. <laughs> Uh, that's absolutely not true. Bump helmets are just impact helmets. So yeah. here's the thing. And nice um, ones will really protect your head. They're yeah. I mean, than you, like bike helmets, you've been a uh, team out Wendy the field. Or um, Yeah. You've been out in the field doing shit. Like how many times have you fallen? Mm-hmm.
1: Like mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're more than probably more than you'd like to admit. huh? Yeah. <laughs> I can't count. I, my, my thing was I would always roll my ankle cause I bitch ankles. Um, I had like an injury, <laughs> two injuries as a kid when I was like two years old and then one when I was like thirteen to my right ankle. So every time I was in the field, there was at least one point where I rolled my ankle and all my friends would laugh at me because like, oh, there it is. Uh, <laughs> um Even you, you you lay, lace your boots up nice and tight. You um, want something on your head yeah, uh, so that when you fall, you're not bashing your your
0: dome against a rock or a sharp broken yeah. tree branch or whatever. My
1: sister's boyfriend got a concussion damn near because we were running around outside. One summer, um, I forget where we were. We we're just playing outside, but he ran into a playset and <laughs> smashed his forehead into this little tiny playset. Like, nice. I mean, all oh, that's a little silly to talk about what the topic we're talking on, but like something that's that going to protect your head from basic stuff um, is way better than wearing a ball cap, um, especially if you're walking around at night. Unless you're getting shot shrapnel. or hit by shrapnel, um, the bump helmet would protect you pretty much just as good as a ballistic helmet in every other way um then like i said getting shot or hit by shrapnel so and i it's, really uh, like the the lightweight and just ease of use with a bump helmet if i'm going out coyote hunting or i'm just having a good time like i don't want to have to throw on the ballistic um i would love to have a nice Opscore sf high cut ballistic helmet one day uh-huh. but um I, I, some guys will say like, get a, get a bump and train with it and have a night vision setup And then if you want to get a ballistic, sell the bump and put that towards your ballistic. I think that's totally valid. Um, I'm kind of leaning towards now, like I would probably still want to hang onto the bump and then use it as a spare setup for a friend, for your kids, or if you just want to move your, um, night vision mount over to that setup and run a lightweight, um, night vision rig for that night. So. Yeah, there's right. options that's there, just me, though. I mean, there's definitely options and there's no shame in going bum first at all. There's. Yeah, I'm not I, trying to talk shit on on ballistic. I hope it doesn't sound that way, because obviously, if you're in a situation where you want ballistic armor on your chest, you probably want it on your head, too. And yeah, and as goofy as this issued helmet is, um, if works. times were really weird. I might just throw this on. It works. Um, if I don't have a high, fancy high cut helmet yet. There's times when it, if it's having really good really... protection.
0: If that's what you're worried about, you're probably su- suddenly somewhat less worried about how cool it looks. And more <laughs> <You> <laughs> suddenly, harder. I don't know where
1: we're not used to this. Like, I don't care what I look like right now. That's yeah. what a
0: crazy concept, right? I'm just going to put this on my fucking head. So, but, and then, that, yeah. but that's the problem too with ballistic helmets is like we have for, for armor plates, we have the NIJ rating system. There is not truthfully an, an accurate NIJ rating scale for ballistic helmets, and yeah, that's I've never really looked it, into
1: that or researched it, so you probably yeah, know more than Yeah, it's
0: incredibly difficult. Uh, even like some of the good companies, like I think I just read online, I think like last week or something like that, like the FBI is dropping the Team Wendy ballistic Team helmets. Wendy. They, they started yeah. failing the their testing or something, and and that's just the dicey part with it because like here's the other the other side of things too. I wanted to bring up is I've also had people tell me like bump helmets don't matter, so just go buy like an airsoft clone of a bump helmet because a bump helmet is a bump helmet and maybe some truth to that but maybe not and we've i I remember seeing a video that lucas did during covid where he talked shit on the hhv bump helmet because it flexed Mm -hmm. and i was like well i don't i'm not a scientist on
1: impact resistance i'm I'm sure sure if I was getting hit in the head by a sledgehammer i'd sure i'd probably want a better bump than something that flexed like that you're also the retention system is something that you might want Dude, that's um, that's what logo, I what I would like say cheapo bump helmets on Amazon. Or like the 50-60 dollar um, ones. Yeah, like 50-60 bucks. Um they had that plastic mount sort of like the older Ops-Core bumps did, so that mm-hmm. might break off after hard use, but like if you just want to click something in and hike around with it, it's going to hold your night vision. So like there's there's options there if I eventually get another pbs 14 or get dual tubes down the road and keep my 14 and I go camping with my son when he's 8-9 years old, I'll probably just buy a cheap airsoft bump. And have him put that on his head so he can walk around with dad and see at night. Also be like the coolest dad in the world. That, think about that. Or the weirdest now. dad in the world, depending on what the Definitely kids the cool weirdest, ever. but if you're at like a Boy Scout camp, you're already a weirdo. So, oh, well, yeah, these experience.
0: days if you're a boy at a Boy Scout camp, you might be the weirdo the way things are going. I mean,
1: <laughs> no I don't
0: know. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, getting back to like the the night vision thing too, like it's definitely something, you know, you should at least be exploring your options. If you if you want to go a different route, you want to get into the thermal game. More power to you. I know a lot of guys are starting to rave on thermal because it's starting to become more accessible. And I know some guys even do the fusion setups. Right, you do one eye night vision, one eye uh, thermal. I've also heard yeah. that shit make you fucking sick as a dog, and have you puking your guts up. But
1: yeah, yeah I, I've I, got I, a little I, bit of time under stuff like that I would right now which could change if in the future but right now I would err on the side of just having a thermal in my pocket or around my neck that I can pick up real quick scan and put down because the only thermal I've used like on the body for walking around I had PSQ 20s on active duty so you'd have onboard thermal in your like mono night vision so you just click it on Uh-oh. scan and turn it off so it'd be the same thing but I'm I'm not wearing it on my head I can just mm-hmm. lift it put it away um, no Thumb had one pretty high spec thermal unit that he was running in an airsoft milsim event that micah and administrative results they were all saying it was like they had wall hacks on it was just cheating because they he was able to just be like yep team's out there and then they just patrolled in and ambushed all of them like just the simple fact of being able to lift it up and have even more of a superpower than night vision and then put it away i feel like you should get nods first though regardless because how are you going to be able to patrol around and walk around you're just going to have your hand and follow the guy in front of you that does have night vision, I guess, but that um, does make it being
0: from a training perspective
1: being at. Yeah. I mean like the majority of people don't have night vision. So we did on our summer training this last 4th of July, we did a little night movement and one of the guys didn't have night vision. So we made it a point to, instead of just being like, you can't come because you don't have night vision loser. That's right. Realizing the majority of people don't have nods. So we should, probably practice actually moving at night with people that don't have night vision so we Mm -hmm. modified our um staggered column um formation to just have the the guy alone and afraid that couldn't see in the middle of the formation so it kind of was up to the rear security guy to make sure we didn't lose him Um, and then we kept moving like basically nothing happened obviously I know it just never ends the rabbit hole of what ifs, but like if you were actually in a real scenario and you took contact, that guy would be kind of useless or you'd be using white light or whatever, whatever. whatever I don't care. Shut up. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, but I
0: mean, it is realistic. I mean, what if it's, what if it's not somebody who's in, but your uh, group or your fire team or whatever it could be your wife, right? Yeah. Like, we got to get
1: out. Follow me. Yeah. That simple yeah. thing.
0: And she's going to go, it was my babe, brother who didn't see. have
1: nods. My brother didn't have nods. He was the one, and he was he was saying he felt like he was. uh, I think he said Benghazi or something. Like he felt like he was an ambassador being escorted out by tier one dudes. And that was the thought I had too. Was it was like a um, like a VIP
0: drill or something? You know what I mean? Like where like your your objective is to move from point A to point B and protect one person, right? And that's all the information you're given. You know, you don't know about terrain, you don't know about uh, you know, uh, opposition force or anything like which there's value in that training for multiple reasons that we didn't have an op for when we did it. We were just concerned with, yeah. all right, nobody fall and break your neck and everyone try to have fun. Yep. Orange slices yep. and Gatorade after, you know, like, <laughs> um, yep. but still, you know, if you're not, if you're not looking into the capability of night vision, I gotta say, man, I really do think that you're fucking off base, you know, and we've had those conversations with a couple buddies and guys that if you're, Realistically, we're we're having this conversation because we're preparing for some just the possibility, right? Of some just like weird shit going off, right? Like yeah. rioting and looting, and probably I'm gonna assume some loss of power, like we saw in some of those major cities that got mm-hmm. really spicy a couple of years back. The assumption uh that you're gonna have your power grid up, so you're gonna have streetlights, mm-hmm. that you're gonna have. Uh, basic things like that, let alone out in the suburbs and stuff that are maybe not as well maintained or probably at the very least more vulnerable. I mean, shit now, uh, at least where I'm at and where my parents are at, and even some friends that are further out, you have guys and that, you know, drunk drivers that that hit a a transformer or a pole or power pole or something that goes down and you get, you lose power for a day or two. Now imagine if it's an actual dedicated attack on something, you know, like a power station or relay station. And then you're out for a week. Well, what are you gonna fucking do when it's dark out? You know, street lights. White light is an effective tool. That's something you should definitely also have, right? One hundred percent. You should have white light. Uh, to be fair, handheld and weapon mounted. All right, you should not be flagging your fucking friends through weapon light because you were too cheap to buy a good handheld. Don't be that fucking guy, or do. Just know you probably can get shot, but whatever. <laughs> Uh, but night vision is it is that difference maker. Uh, and it's not, it's a lot more affordable than people think. Like I know nobody wants mm-hmm. to get, no one wants to buy the gen two or gen two plus stuff because it's fucking old technology wise. Anyways, like they're new, they're new units, right? They're new units and new housings and things like yeah. that. Um, my, my mind is really changed on a
1: lot of that. Like Photonis um, is, is <laughs> way better than a PBS seven. You know what I mean? And Photonis yeah. is all gen two, gen two plus stuff. Um, who is the who's the guy from TA Targets? He just posted something that I saw that I liked. Um is it Jared Dwab or something? No idea. TA Targets. So he he posted he was out camping or something, and the, the caption was but Gen 2 sucks and he or but Photonis sucks and he picked up his phone. He said zero light, zero moon, overcast day, and you could see the trees, his golf cart, hmm. and a pond. And he's like, Yeah, it's it's better way than it nothing, was, and it, it's a lot more affordable than people think.
0: Yeah, the way it was explained to me was if you have the money for Gen 3, go with Gen 3. If yeah, you don't, Gen 2 Plus is going to be good. And now just understand that you're like the biggest, the biggest attractor that was explained to me was was out to distance. So anything like mm-hmm. 50, 75 yards and in, you're going to be okay with the Gen 2 Plus. Anything past that, you're going to start having issues. And I don't know the science behind that. And I could be totally fucking wrong, but. Yeah. Like and if it's just a matter of, of you
1: saving for two, three more months, I would say save and just get Gen 3. But mm-hmm. um, just t- using the excuse of, oh, it's too expensive. Uh, one of my best friends all, like, same exact thing was like, uh, it's Night Vision, you just never going to have it. Thing. I mean, we talked about last episode how you were just like, a suppressor? I don't need it. Never going to have it. Night yeah, Vision. He was like, it's just too expensive. I was like, I'm, I'm looking at a tax Swap right now and I can see a PVS 14, green PBS 14 for $1,800. He was like, wait, what? Oh yeah, he thought it was dual tube money for a single tube, basically. Well, and um, the cool we'll thing think, now no, though too three is three grand, two grand. We're not,
0: we're not five in five. a. The U.S. isn't officially in a global conflict right now, so we don't have these large contracts for tubes, right? So, yeah, Gen three stuffs get more expensive. It's getting a little harder to come by. So you're starting to see more people jump at that Gen two plus and stuff like that. I mean, uh, we found custom has Gen two white phosphor duals. Yeah, it's a dual. It's a dual tube setup for like $3,900 or four grand for dual tubes, white phosphor. They're just gen two. So you're going to have some performance limitation. It's better than nothing. And I, I, I don't often, 100%. I don't often look at the better than nothing as a justification for some things like, right. you know, we are saying, you know, buy name brand, uh, nylon gear and stuff. And you get those guys that'll buy the off brand shit off Amazon and go, well, it's better than nothing. And my response is usually until it's not because the fucking stitching is going to rip and it's going to fall apart and it's going to be out of spec. And you're going to have a really bad fucking time. But with night vision, I feel like as long as you're buying from a reputable company that's selling, that's going to obviously then sell reputable tubes and housings, dude, you're already uh, way ahead of the competition when you're making the commitment to get into, into night vision, whether it's a single tube or a dual tube I guess you could get a PVS seven, which for anybody who doesn't know, that's the one from like the early nineties where it takes two eyeballs and converts it into like a one tube, like a cyclops type deal, which a lot of guys want because they think that it's gonna save them money and they're not gonna look as dopey. Um, you're actually gonna look worse. Like sport, unless you're running like Josh's uh G Watt ACH <laughs> gotta, helmet.
1: You gotta um, use the big old ACH helmet to
0: Yeah, then then you'll, you'll just <laughs> you'll just look period correct and guys will be like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so you fuck with the early shit, got it. Uh, and to be fair, there's some guys out there. There are a few, still
1: shoot you in pitch black darkness with a laser that you couldn't see if you don't have anything. That's also true. That is also true. I mean, (laughs) there's guys out there,
0: there's a couple companies, not many, where you can actually get a gen three tube like Frankenstein into a PVS 7 housing. Don't ask me why you would do it, but I know it's possible.
1: Um, I, yeah, the, I, I mean, I've never looked through a PBS seven or seen one. I've never looked through a PBS seven or seen one in person, but I feel like we're at the point now in 2023. Like there's no reason to really go below a 14. No, so. I mean, cause who makes them like AGM that
0: makes that commercial grade shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it, you really just, unless you're getting it for a sick deal and it actually is a surplus unit and it runs, and you know the person that's selling it, and you know you're getting saw a good... Dude on,
1: there's a dude on Reddit one. that got a set at a garage sale for like 30 bucks because the person didn't know what it was. Seriously? Like, obvi- obviously, that's what we would call a good deal <laughs> for PBS 7s. For but I would bucks. not Google and seek out a PBS 7 system no. when there's well, an abundance of PBS 14s being made so by every major manufacturer.
0: You're limited by the performance of the tube that's in the housing. The housing itself is suboptimal because it has an even narrower field of view. But then you're also limited to your mounting systems because I'm pretty sure it yeah. would only work with like a Rhino mount or one of the bayonet style mounts. It won't work with a, a like a Wilcox g 24 like any of the modern mounting systems we see. G24s from Wilcox, the, right. uh, the lightweight one that you and I both run from Argus. Uh, there's a couple other ones, but. Yeah, you're gonna, you're just, you're just understand that you're gonna limit yourself. There's nothing wrong with a Rhino mount. I think John still runs a Rhino mount on his,
1: uh, on his setup. Yeah, I still have mine in case. case, I mean, since I've got, oh, I can hear myself bouncing back. Sorry. Um, since I got the noise footers J arm, like I haven't needed to, but I still have my old Rhino. Like they work. You can usually get them for like 50 bucks online. Um, they're not, they don't look as cool, but the MilSpec stuff, it, it works just fine. It's what everybody else has issued. In um, the majority of active duty military right now, even though you don't see that on social media, some guys I've even seen on social media are surprised when they see M4s. Like, ooh, fixed front sight posts. Like, um, it's still the standard service rifle. A lot of people don't realize. <laughs> um, you yeah, still have our, plastic J arms.
0: It's and, not uh, Rhino mounts. None of that stuff is that big of a detractor. Like,
1: uh, it, no. yes, there is better shit out there. Uh, it's not free floated, but like we're talking about combat accuracy yeah the um, front sight post
0: uh out to 400 and beyond, is probably you know, the most 600. robust the the, the the most robust like iron sighting system you can get it's like yeah, it's
1: double pinned to the barrel mm-hmm.
0: yep there's nothing wrong with it there's absolutely nothing wrong with it and and to that point like honestly i
1: kind of like the drip you know like the yeah, like, the really
0: deep drip like it's uh it's kind I of a, just like
1: to have more oh it's definitely a vibe I like. I we sent a. I sent a picture yesterday. I think in our group chat, of the BCM twelve five with the. Mm-hmm. I think it's a mid length front side post. Yeah. Like I don't like the. I don't prefer the M four carbine length quad rail just because you don't get that much length out of running a laser. You're kind of limited. Yeah. So that, that mid length quad rail with the laser if, with the front side post still works. About probably what your eleven five rail is, um, mm-hmm. with your laser and whatnot. I feel like that's that's definitely a vibe.
0: Now, do um, you think that. Cause you meant you brought up lasers and that's that. that is. So I've also had that uh, back. Like we get into night vision and guys go, I can afford the tube. And I go do it. And like, yeah, but then I have to spend money on a helmet and I have some money on a mount and I have to buy a laser and the laser is going to be like 1500 bucks. And it's almost like that. The, the consideration <laughs> of that extra expense then, right. Is like, well, I'm just going to fucking scrap the whole thing because I don't have the
1: money immediately thereafter to get a laser thoughts yeah first off buy it in pieces unless you want to just go all out we have one of our guys that's buying his um relative like a whole night vision setup all at once like if you can do it cool yeah um you probably already have a rifle with a red dot on it i would go to guess um and if you have like an lpvo you can do a top mounted red dot um night, night vision good to walk around and see Rifle with a red dot, you could still shoot through your night vision. I would look at getting a Surefire Vampire or an Arasaka IR head or something so you can shine a light around if you don't want to get a laser right away. And Then you could get a laser. Um, Probably should be prioritizing passive aiming. You see this big push now. A lot of guys prioritizing passive aiming with the tall. Optics mounts and uh, all that. Um, And it makes sense. Depends on where you live. I mean, there's... (laughs) There's not a lot of people out this way that run night vision yet to where it's like, if you have a laser on your gun, you're going to die. It's not like in Ukraine where I wouldn't be shining my laser around because everybody's got night vision. Yeah, um, maybe. Uh, uh. I mean, there's, there's <laughs> options, a lot of the Russian too. troops are still running AKs with no attachment. So I don't know uh, how many people actually have night vision over there. You
0: can get used lasers too, pretty easily. And even some of the, like you can still find some of the Steiner D balls. The what is it like? Yep. The, the 9007, the one where it's just lasers, no illuminator. You can get those used for decent money right now. And then, like you said, grab like a uh, a surefire vampire. Uh, yeah. And here's the thing, guys, if you if you're not if you're not read up on like lasers and stuff, because I know it's kind of a. An intricate topic and whatever, and if you can't even afford night vision, you're probably not going to waste the time digging into lasers. But here's the thing is as civilians were restricted to civilian power laser devices by the FDA. Yes the Food and Drug Administration. I don't know why, but they're the one that uh makes the rules on laser output. And because we can't have full power lasers, the illuminators suck. And that's because on most, not all, but most laser units that are developed, uh, save for like the mall and uh the the Steiner D2, your Illuminator is a diffused laser beam. <laughs> So it goes through like a special lens inside the unit that makes this makes it spill really wide instead of concentrating it for aiming. But because it is still a laser, that output can't be any greater. And then your illumination just sucks a butthole. Now the D2 from Steiner, that's an LED powered one. The mall uses V-cell technology, which is the same thing I think that the new EOTech is going to use. Um, but my, what I'm getting at is civilian power lasers are... And illuminators are for the most part if you're looking at again uh or i'll say i'll clarify a a self-contained unit the mm-hmm. actual performance that you're probably gonna get out of a d ball a three or a ball nine thousand seven uh a hollow sun ls or le 321 series um mm-hmm. actually you know, hollow sun lasers uh and, or if you can find an app pile uh it's all yeah. the same shit it's not like one's gonna be remarkably better than the others short of uh,
1: the controls are more intuitive on some than on others yeah you're looking at controls and then actual like dimensions and you know how much it weighs and whatnot they all yeah. more or less look about the same in the civilian but you side. can
0: you know don't you shouldn't feel like I did I spent more money because I felt bad about buying a hollow sun laser and then like I started playing with yours and I was like well that was Damn dumb <laughs> yeah I mean because you you don't run a hollow sun illuminator
1: you have the surefire vampire with yeah. the laser unit and with it, the emissary yeah emissary and, alternator lets me run both sort of like a pec 15 where i can hold the middle button and it shines both at the same time and i think shamelessly i will say that's probably the best setup you could possibly run as a civilian
0: and what did your If you don't uh, want to do hollow
1: sun you can get a steiner single laser unit um, what did your laser but, run you you could you got the hollow sun with no illuminator right it's just the viz and yeah. our- i think new they're like 600 ish I got both of mine on Tax Swap for about four hundred bucks each, which is I mean we
0: guys will pay that for a fucking flashlight. That's
1: that's SOMO gear. I got it for about SOMO gear price if you think about it that way. Um, Yeah, I haven't thrown it down the stairs or anything crazy, but I will say I haven't been babying. I've used the 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 LS two two one on my Mark Mm -hmm. eighteen the most this year. The LE is sitting on my thirteen nine, and I haven't played with it that much. I'm going to be getting a pressure pad for it here soon, and actually running it a little bit more but i primarily play with my ten three just because I, I like it so much i've yeah. babied that thing and i've taken it out in the woods it's been rained on it got rained on before i even had pressure pad set up i think um and i got it used from a guy the little rubber cap for the pressure pad uh was like had broken off of it or something so they had an open hole where the pressure pad goes in that got rain in it or snow in it this year and it was fine runs pressure pads just fine like i haven't babied it and um i've been really happy with it so far and that's basically what i've seen on just about every reputable review on those things of guys that are saying like this is my spare laser in a class and it has tens of thousands of rounds on it by students and the, the damn mm-hmm. thing just keeps working yeah um, the only problems i hear about the, with them is the,
0: is their mount really just make sure you like zip tie in and re- retain it
1: properly um yeah pops open
0: sometimes sometimes because it depends yeah, on how tightly
1: you, but... yeah i had that issue with the le the more expensive one but it was because mm-hmm. i had over torqued the mount which is probably i would go to guess is the issue with a lot of guys saying that they probably bubbed it and actually over torqued it and then now it's popping off yeah. i didn't know that ironically with qd levers if it's too tight it'll actually pop off my monkey brain yeah. was like how does that make sense but yeah. loosened it. it hasn't fallen off yet since i've shot it because it was popping off when i was shooting like the, the lever would come loose. I was like, ooh, ooh that's that's fun. And then a problem uh, retorked it and whatnot and uh hasn't been an issue. It also depends on where you run your flashlight. Cause on my LS, the lower model um two two one, I have my flashlight basically covering the QD lever. So even if it was to pop out it physically can't because the Q, it it can't open unless I take the flashlight off. Which some guys might say like oh your laser is not gonna hold zero if it's being touched by anything. Like okay maybe, maybe. At like 300 yards. I don't know. I haven't noticed it yet. And I've checked zero pretty much every time I've been at the range on it just by looking at it and haven't had to reserve it yet.
0: There's options. And a lot of guys that, that know like, like chance, right. He, he ran the night vision demo, um, at each yep. Winger when we were there and we saw the performance of something like a mall. And we saw the performance of like a, of a high power or or sorry, full power pack. And then we saw the performance of like a dedicated laser with a vampire. And yep. For the money, like, dude, uh, the the vampire with a laser performs almost like, if not just as good as the mall does. Um,
1: yeah, you know, it just it- depends on what you're doing. You'll definitely get more range out of a mall, but if you're just trying to flood up a hundred yards and be able to see everything real quick, mm-hmm. <laughs> the vampire's awesome.
0: You could also be one of those weirdos that runs two flashlights like you got three pressure pads and you got like one for your flashlight, one for yeah, your flashlight and one for your laser. Uh, you can do it. That's personally, what like
1: I'll probably be doing eventually. I'm not trying to rush to upgrading, but my thirteen nine will probably be that just because you, you sacrifice when you get a surefire vampire is you're not in that high candela, high throw market anymore because the mm-hmm. vampire is kind of stuck being a little bit of an older surefire light. It does have a better hotspot than some of the, um m600 lights but it it's only like 500 lumens or 600 lumens or something like that so i have high candela arasaka head on my 139 that i like for coyote hunting and distance i have a scope on the gun like i want to be able to push out and see a lot uh, more than i could so if i wanted to get the same capability i'd have to do that it looks a little goofy having two lights on the end of your gun but um,
0: the guys at
1: run their stuff hard And um, it can be aesthetically pleasing to some guys if you have the same type of flashlight on both sides, like the Arasaka High Candela and the IR head both look the same. So I don't know this year. I might dive into that, make it a little side project or something. But my 10.3 is my dedicated nighttime gun anyways. So that's where I've been putting most of the time into it, especially once it has a suppressor. I'm not even going to really play with my 13.9 at night. I just threw the laser on it because I wanted it to be able to do that if I needed it to. So.
0: I mean I think it's like it's just like with any other piece of gear that we've talked about or or will talk you I mean like if the the pros outweigh the cons and you've done the research to validate that it's a, a quality product like you're probably going to be okay now mm-hmm. that's not to say that you, you may not run into issues when you test it like hey this is a great idea and it's a great piece of gear I just can't fucking stand it because I broke my hand as a kid and I have limited mobility or something you know what I mean and like so now I need to change what I'm doing. Uh,
1: generational that, trauma.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that should, you're never going to solve for a hundred percent of the cases. Uh, but if you, if you spend money on it, if you do the research, it's not even say that you have to get the most expensive thing, because there's plenty of uh, expensive gear out there that actually sucks butthole. Um, I really just, you know, Hey, do, do the, do the fucking research, figure out what you need. Um, and make well-informed purchases like you mentioned your buddy buying all black gear i think we all mm-hmm. go through this i i went through that phase uh regrettably um
1: i did not go through that phase it's weirdo because
0: you ended the fucking military and they were like here's why black doesn't work and you're like i oh, just wanted scary. shit to
1: match i had i had acu great digital shit on top of my multi-cam ocp uniform so that's fucking just gross. the fact that everything could be uh multi now is uh Already a step up from what I started with.
0: I mean, it's, do you have uh like? I know we we personally prefer Ranger Green. Yeah. Oh, I did. uh My brother was going to. uh He was really on the Wolf Gray train for a hot second. Now he's mm-hmm. stingy and didn't actually spend any money. But he was all about like, I'm just going to get a Wolf Gray carrier and a Wolf Gray belt because in an urban environment, that's what's going to blend in the most. And I was like, well, <laughs> um, maybe. Like an urban, urban, like proper downtown, like downtown Detroit, downtown. Yeah. Detroit, I mean, if downtown. I was
1: trying to blend in, that's where those, those, the gray digital ACU pattern would actually make a lot of sense. If I'm in Maybe. an urban city, though, I'm not going to try to blend in. I think the gray kit just looks nice and uniform and really clean. So let me ask um, you, though,
0: like, let's, yeah, so yeah. is it blending in, like, like, because a lot of people live in urban areas, like, most of us are not fortunate enough to live. Well, we would determine to be like off the grid or well removed, you know, where your neighbors are pretty far apart. Is it better to be well camouflaged in an urban setting like a wolf gray? Like if you're just picking something off the rack, right? Like let's a wolf gray carrier or Mm -hmm. do you think there's more value in getting something that looks more professional that communicates? I'm friendly like we've talked about. That's kind of one of the reasons why we our group went with Ranger Green uh, because it's used by local law enforcement, Um, not that we're trying to imitate because we're not um, but you know you see guys that want to run all black they want to run multicam black just trying to not look they like a bad run, guy if I'm yeah, standing I mean, at
1: the corner of my neighborhood or you on my porch fucking,
0: fucking fleck tarn and all of, like the yeah. weird foreign camos like are they effective A-tax. yeah but if you're fucking running all that weird goofy fucking I don't know Polish camouflage or something and then you're running like the most communist looking AK ever I don't know what that is but like <laughs> someone's just gonna okay <laughs> yeah basically people are gonna like hey i've seen that movie with that one bank robber you must be a bad guy and you could have the yeah. best intentions you know or one of the things i did dude. and i think it died i think the fad finally fucking died one of the things that i just could not stand in the tactical space was guys would go, like go spend gucci fucking money on like the splatter camo or actual like louis vuitton print shit or just like the, like the fucking weirdest patterns. And they're like, I got this carrier made in this camo or in this pattern. It's not even a camo. It's a pattern. I'm like,
1: the multicam Hawaiian shirt pattern. I was like, for fucking what?
0: <laughs> like, what are you going to, I mean, if it's just for the range sick, but if we're having an actual conversation about real preparedness, dude, do you walk out on the street wearing that you're going to get the wrong kinds of assumptions? Maybe not the worst,
1: but not the good ones. I would
0: venture to guess.
1: That's where the low vis and slick carrier stuff, I think makes a lot of sense for people. Cause if we're talking about blending in an urban environment, I'm wearing a jacket. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not going to be toting my rifle around. Well, it depends. Um, you know, if it's the middle of the it, summer. It depends. Maybe not. I understand. But, um, you know what I mean? Having, having yeah. a way that I love the slick carriers cause you can still run your appendix rig with it and be able to draw it effectively. And it doesn't really get in the way. Um, and you could wear armor underneath, whatever. Um, shit, I don't care. I'll throw my play carrier on and then put a shirt on over it. If it's summertime, it'll look goofy, but it doesn't look like I'm trying to walk around like Captain Price. Um, but also it just depends on the situation. Like We can talk about this stuff all day, but like, why am I going out in public in the first place if, if we're in a times is weird situation? Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many hypotheticals to go into. So I think just having your gear well-rounded around general purpose or generally everything yeah, is, is a better way to go. It's a way to go. I love Wolf Grey too, if you wanted to talk about that. I just I don't expect everybody in the group to, because whatever you are running, I would want everybody to look as professional as possible and as good guy as possible. And uh, we just happen to live in a, in cities, but also, I mean, Michigan is very rural. It's such a hard word to say.
0: So yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the greens
1: at- look clean and then they look good in the woods. That's about where we all landed on. So
0: I don't, and I don't think you should, I'm not advocating for like, Hey, you need to convert everybody in your group to wearing the same kit exactly, or the same color. I exactly. I think there's value in that. I, I also understand though, that it, like, as long as you're not wearing something super cringy, like all black, you know, uh, here's the thing. What would you, here's the question I'll pose to you. Would you rather that person buy a PVS 14 for themselves or rebuy all of their kit just so it's the right color?
1: Because, mm. how are you even contemplating? Right, obviously, this? dude. I, <laughs> I was like, we're thinking about obviously the capability first, but like my brain instantly went to, but if he sold everything, he would basically <laughs> not be spending any more money to get it all in the correct color. You know what I mean? So in theory, but if he had all, but, but okay, but what if it you was all black? generally thinking they- <laughs> What if it was all black
0: Condor gear though, and you're like i mean i guess okay now i'm starting to second
1: guess too i guess you can pick it apart a lot of different ways yeah, but we can pick it apart different ways does he have quality plates because a condor plate carrier can still oh, hold yeah. armor to your chest um and then Dude, friends yeah, I mean... friends do not let friends run fucking steel armor That's like true.
0: we we worked on it none of our friends run steel armor anymore mission accomplished it yeah. took some getting there but we got there it was uh that was a victory for the group it saved 13
1: pounds on his kit loadout too dude, and that I is to and, him today dude. the fucking look on people's faces too when they when they same like, exact I, loadout same exact kit he looks the same but it shaved off 13 pounds going to a set of l210s
0: people go well it's just 13 pounds like i can you know i work out with more than that in a single dumbbell and you're like okay but like it is absolutely crazy when you see people's faces like when they've been like running their kit with steel plates and then you put on and I'm not even saying like the the super lightweight like poly stuff like what I run, uh, just regular you, you know, just regular old ceramics that are like five five and a half pounds as opposed to the ten to twelve pound steel plates that someone was running. Yep. And they're like, "Oh my god, this is so crazy!" And you're like, "Yeah, welcome to the dark side, motherfucker." Like it is yep. better for you too. It's not only comfortable; it actually works
1: better. If my fat ass has to drag. So and so's fat ass. I would appreciate thirteen pound <laughs> shaving. <laughs> Time that yeah. right when you took a sip.
0: Yeah, kind I mean, of make sure I don't have whiskey coming out my nose. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a seldom uh, considered item as well. as like y- you know because like, guys will go with steel and they're like, well, it's good enough for whatever the military used it or uses it, and it's like
1: no one's No, like, when in Black Hawk Down.
0: Dude, I don't fucking know. Like, I heard that thrown around. Like, I was like, this is what I wore. Nobody in the, the military
1: order. uses that or has used it in at least 20 years. I think well, it was steel plates of Black Hawk down, right? When they were like, yeah, take it out. You don't need one in the back. Yeah, you're not going to get shot running away out. or something. That was yeah. uh, in the 90s. Yes, 93, so, I believe, to be exact. I don't care about the stupid coding that they're advertising now, like it's just lighter. And now you're talking about adding trauma. We talked about this in our Patreon video Like you're adding trauma pads to it. Oh great. Now the spalling isn't as much of a problem or the protections just as good, but then you're adding weight, you're adding cost. You should have just gotten um, ceramics to begin with. Um, yeah, I know. It's just you're, regurgi- you're Band-Aids regurgitating on it. what yeah. a lot of people have already preached and talked about, but it's still, you still see guys getting steel plates instead just cuz it's a little bit cheaper and they think it's, ju- it's just just is good just as good or this better than nothing um yeah the only thing that steel plates like that are good for is if
0: you're one of those people that's going to wear those to the gym to do any kind of workout which i occasionally see at my gym um, yeah and Still like with thing, your regular if, if you're a fucking though. fat schlub like me it is impossible to look like you're doing it the right way wearing armor carrier at the gym, you're going to look like you look like People are just going to look at you like you're a fucking tool like unless you're one of those guys who's actually into crossfit and you're actually jacked and you're then you're like you're rocking the plate carrier with the weight and stuff like you're just gonna get the weird looks from people it's not it's not really that helpful um yeah, if you want to do it for working out cool um or if you're listening to this and you have steel plates congratulations now you have them to work out in or more than likely, you just have a target that you can go
1: find Armor up to. your uh, car doors with them. How about that?
0: Mm, yeah. Well, that's what <laughs> AR 500 is primarily actually used for is armor um, on vehicles, right? Is that what you, because you were in, yeah, is that what the strikers are made
1: out of or lined with? I don't think so. I think it's some sort of, I don't want to say ceramic, but it's like a, I've seen some of it break off from like tree branches and stuff. It looks sort mm-hmm. of like woven. It's some sort of material. It's not. It's not steel. Um, It's not really that bulletproof either. We had, I heard a story. It wasn't my unit, so I don't know how true it is, but supposedly during a force on force, live 50 cal rounds were loaded into the 50 and shot at another striker. And the 50 cal bullet went into the the back of the striker and almost hit some, there was a full squad in the back. This story has probably evolved 13 times since it was told to me, but um, they're basically good for small arms. And the fact that they're trying to continue to pour money into those stupid vehicles is troubling to me because they're not even close to what you see these BMPs and near-peer armor personnel carriers have capability-wise, armor-wise, <laughs> and their weapon system. Like a 50 cal, what am I going to do to a BMP with a 50 cal? They have like 30 millimeter cannons. That's why we have Bradley's. Like my humble opinion is all the strikers for what nobody cares about, my humble opinion, is all the strikers should just go to the National Guard and be used on pavement. Because why Why were we taking those to the desert? I, I never went to Afghanistan. I never did striker stuff there. I know lots of guys probably did work in Afghanistan with yeah. strikers. But the best time I had with strikers when we were on um, pavement because going to California and eastern Washington and those rubber wheels, blowing tires every hour it felt like and having to switch tires was, uh, was not cash money.
0: I will say that was well, a little uh,
1: rant that I will probably take to my grave. Cause I I'll, you started it and now I'm just get yeah. me going on no, that stupid there's, vehicle. Uh, there's a
0: book I picked up called uh deliberate discomfort. And it's a, an amalgamation of different uh, re- real stories, but stories a guy put together um, about building leadership and things like that. And um, okay. several of them were obviously deployment stories from the military and things like that. And uh, it, it one like it. it it, it, one story particular had uh, a striker like mm-hmm. accidents involved in it, and I don't know if it's because a, a bridge was blown or they they took fire or something. But basically, this striker rolled off a road and rolled yep. upside down into a river yep. and was not able to be right sided, and actually lost people because they weren't able to get it open, and they're they're really just
1: not. We still and have people we're talking every about. year they're, in those things from rollovers. They're not good vehicles. And you, usually. Usually, it's. well, I think they can be great vehicles. It's just that they're we're using them in the wrong ways. Just not not the way they were really designed, and the maintenance isn't what it used to be. They used to have actual employees and like technicians from General Dynamics that would be the only ones that maintain those vehicles. And now it's the the units are providing maintenance on those things. And it's just, it's so, for all show. you guys listening, do show.
0: not add a Striker to your kit. Don't
1: do it. To your personal neighborhood security plan. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's we're way off topic now. Less than no. ideal. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean... When I they, worked, we- they worked great. And if I was ever going to get shot at it, I'd love to be in the back of one and feel pretty protected. It's way better than not having it. But Right, yeah, right.
0: I, I, I think know, we hit just, on... I could
1: go on and on. A lot of...
0: I mean, when you're talking about gear and kit, I mean, you can also we can always we, you can also take it to places like you know backpacks and stuff like that. I mean, really, if you're talking about sustainment and things like that, that's kind of a separate discussion. If we're talking about your your kit and your first line gear, I think that's usually everyone's first concern. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the only other thing I, I think it's even really worth mentioning if you're I, we talked about you know flashlights a little bit and stuff, but the only thing I would really say that is that we haven't talked about is really worth it is it's probably it's missed by a lot of people is honestly fucking footwear. Like, if you're going to go out and do this shit, please don't be that fucking guy that is wearing your vans out on the range or in the woods or you're wearing your fucking Chuck Taylors because that's what looks good with your skinny jeans or whatever. Like, take care of your fucking feet. Uh, I, 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 am sure you have stories, but I like you get one (laughs) pair of feet, like fucking take care of them, um, buy shoes that fit, buy stuff with support. And like, you even mentioned your, your fucking angle problems, but like, Mm -hmm. if you're climbing through the woods and I have, you know, going to look for hunting blinds and and scouting and stuff like that for deer season, shit happens in the woods. Trees fall down. Like there's nobody out there. It's like, Hey, look, this tree fell down. Let's go pick this up. Like you have to step over it or around it, or when you go to put your foot down for a step, it's not always on just flat dirt. You could be on a couple layers of broken branches and decomposing vegetation and stuff, and if you, it's really easy to roll an ankle. You know, get decent footwear. Yep,
1: Yep. ankle support is really important. Not to mention treaded. Yeah, it's not fun. I've been close to having that too. Um, I fortunately like you have to know your limitations. What is um, exactly is it like a like it a? it has to do with moisture and and cold but I mean like your the tips of your it can be your fingers or your toes like don't have the the blood supply and the heat when your body goes into survival mode and then you're I mean in my not medical professional opinion like the, the damn things eventually want to fall off <laughs> so you have like infection and nastiness yeah. it's it's really bad um you can usually catch it early we had a guy get it in basic training but it was mild enough that they just pulled him out and, you know, warmed him up.
0: Um, I've lost tail. feeling
1: in my toes. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to sound like that guy, but like the most treacherous times I've had in the military were in basic training and then you hate <laughs> it when the new guys come in and tell their stupid basic training story. You're like, yeah, shut the fuck up. Everybody had uh, the craziest time in basic training. Like, I get it. But um, no, yeah, my, my first field training exercise was fucking ghetto, dude. <laughs> Well, so yeah, Man, it's like it, footwear and, it, and put socks on that list too, because like it yeah, seems like having- socks, and- Merino wool. I need to get better socks. I, I thankful, like I was going to say, I haven't really had too many issues with my feet. You need to know what your limitations are and how your body responds to those things. I can go pretty my Like I've never had terrible, terrible um, issues. And I don't know, my feet are kind of gross, but like, I've never had my feet falling off or really bad blisters. Um, thankfully, it's not as much of an issue for me. I can wear the same pair of socks for a while, but um, planning accordingly and just getting out there and trying it for yourself in a more controlled, safe environment that you're not going to actually cause bodily harm if you have an injury or something like don't go way out there in state land and then roll your ankle and have to walk back 20 miles or something. But
0: yeah, just and because it, it's the easiest <laughs> things in the world. So you don't got to, you don't have to go buy like issued army boots. Like please actually, don't. Where- or like go buy go buy better shit it's actually it's yeah, cheaper it's more shit. available and it's more comfortable like the issued boots um, are awful i'm looking at probably going to get into another pair of merrell's I, I I don't mind yeah. the box that i have um i think i bought me they're a little bit big and they like i I wear typically my, my, my shoe size is 13 and a half. There's only problem right. I have with boots is like when you get into boots, they stop doing half sizes after like size yeah. 12 or something. Um, For or
1: tackles, you do want to size down to which I didn't know,
0: which is probably the issue I had with why mine don't fit very well. Um, yep. I did have a pair of, uh, Merrell's that had like low angle support, which I really liked. Um, so mm-hmm. I might get something else that's similar to that. I I've heard Solomon's are good. I've heard mm-hmm. uh, some guys like the Nike stuff. I've heard it's really comfortable, but it's not super durable.
1: Which, yeah. if you don't like spend the money, that's what cool. I—that's what I've been been running. But I'm tied down to army regulation, so if I wasn't, I would get something nicer on the civilian side, or you know, like yeah. the stuff you just mentioned. Under so. Armour,
0: I, I hear does
1: does okay. Um, Oakley makes okay boots. Uh, I haven't had. Any Oakley. Yeah. The the triangle was usually for active duty, at least granted we were tied down to the regulation boots, but it was Garmont Oakley and Nike. So I, my, I haven't had problems with my feet, but I am picky on like my feet are picky on what they like. So when I've tried the Nike and they worked and I've put some time on them, I haven't bought anything different in the last four years. Um, I just keep, keep buying the same pair. They've come out with newer ones and I've tried them and I didn't like them right away. I will still buy the older ones. Um, so. Is there a place you can go to like try them on and stuff? Because that's been my
0: biggest thing is like uh on base five eleven, <laughs> but five eleven yeah. only sells their shit. The Nike stores and outlets, they don't stock that. And neither do the yeah. Under Armour stores.
1: I don't know. I haven't gone in stores that aren't on base to get uniform boots. So I mean civilians get on to base for for those stores, like yeah. the PS and stuff. So if, yeah. if you're with a service member, I could go with you and scan my ID and we could go shop and you can buy your own stuff. I think, I don't know. Sometimes the PX is weird and they want to see ID if you buy them, but I could like go with you. I could buy them or you could give me cash or something. You know, wouldn't you know, that be like a I illegal? I don't know. <laughs> it was all paid by your tax dollars. So you basically already own yeah. it. How about that? But it's definitely worth it. I mean,
0: and, and you mentioned the socks, Marina wool is great. Um, yeah I need to get better socks I normally thing, if you're issued socks if you're not wanting to spend a ton of money like I've gotten the four packs from Costco they're 20 bucks yep. for four pairs of marina wool socks and they're fucking outstanding and if you think wool socks are going to be super itchy or super warm they're really not um, now they're, they're warm you need them right? to be yeah they keep your feet so marina wool comes from a specific kind of sheep or something um, and it that that wool helps regulate for for heat and cold and for moisture so like i never take those things off i never take those things off and have like oh my god my foot's been sweating for three hours like my feet every single day at work i I wish that i
1: had wool socks on because it just just happens day to day wearing like steel toe boots everything just gets like a sauna in there boy
0: (laughs) not me i work from (laughs) home so if i wear socks it's an interesting day
1: you got soft hands brother
0: uh you know, maybe a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with it for the most part. But uh yeah, I mean I think we hit on we we hit on a lot, you know. I think when it really comes down to it, kit and gear is a big part of what we do. It's not it's not the biggest part. Training will always trump whatever piece of kit you guys will will swear up and down like, oh yeah, man, I had this pressure pad that fucking allowed me to activate my light or this fucking ultra ergonomic foregrip
1: on my rifle that makes me more accurate and it's like... dude, somebody that came train. to the range yesterday with yeah. a rifle slung to his body, his appendix carry holster and a mag in his pocket, if he came every weekend and was just getting after it, he'd be way more dangerous and I'd be a lot more afraid of him than I would be with the guy that has all the expensive gear that only goes out. Once a year, where is it for photo shoots? So,
0: yeah, for the gram. Yeah, it's, uh, it it can enhance capabilities. It cannot just magically give you that capability. So, except for night vision. Except for night vision. Yes. Which (laughs) all
1: thermal, even more so. (laughs) Because,
0: I mean, it's a superpower. It's, it really is. And go to custom night vision because they support us. So you should support them and us. It's like a, like a Dutch rudder. Of support or double Dutch rudder. yeah. Anyway, make it weird, but yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Oh, he, oh, you never heard that? Oh, here, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you about it. We'll, we'll hang out and I'll show you.
1: Right on. Uh, <laughs> but I'll have uh, this ready for when that happens. <laughs>
0: Twenty rounder. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, uh it's good stuff, you know. Especially, and, and like I said, and we, I think when we started this, you know, the the kit conversation gets kind of played out. But this is really good information for people. And also, hopefully this is helpful given that at least when this episode drops, uh, and you know, it, we're gonna be we're coming up pretty quick here on Black Friday. You know, yeah. um, if you're listening to this, you, yes, you, if you're listening to this and you fucking fast forwarded through our ad space for the hundredth time, go back and re-listen to it, <laughs> find out the names <laughs> of the companies that support us. And then go fucking check out their websites for black Friday. Cause I can guarantee you all of them are going to have sales. Everybody does for black Friday and cyber Monday and all that good shit. So if you're trying to get into some night vision or a laser for your night vision or some nylon or whatever, go check out those companies, right. And save yourself some fucking money. But hopefully this conversation at least helped. I feel like there's a whole lot of, you know, uh, indecision, people are unsure about what way to go and they don't know who to ask and things like that. So I do like bringing this stuff up from time to time and going through it, especially around this time of the year. So um, I think it's good that, uh, that we got the chance. I've never actually had the conversation with somebody else like to get an outside yeah. perspective. Uh, Cause we, we disagree on some things, not a lot anymore. I know I said that the other day and you're like, well, let's make a list. What do we disagree on? I'm like, uh, you
1: yeah, are like uh, one thing. Oh, and then we
0: were like, no, eh, not really. But <laughs> like, um, I, I I like risers for my optics, and you don't. And you're like, I'll try it. I was like, oh, <laughs> well, I guess we don't really disagree on that much then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll we'll figure it out. I'll find something.
1: Head. A one nine three for you is like a, uh, an <laughs> well, like a normal mount for, me. for me. yeah <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I, it is. I mean, that's just yeah, we'll we'll do that one later. We'll talk. We're definitely we need to get you one. We'll get you a, a, a canoe or canoe riser from overbore. We'll uh, I'll
1: we'll convert this. you. Yeah. I know I've already played with some of those under night vision and I know they're inherently better for actual night vision use, but I don't want to sacrifice the, the shootability of you're every, not. Like, fine. all around shooting. No, right, so. you're fine.
0: It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. We can get a cheek riser for that. That's or- then we're, <laughs> <laughs> we can I, I'm not talking about this right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Cool. We're uh, already then, too far into it. Yep. We'll, we'll tackle that another time. Good stuff. As is uh, the case every time we get together and have our discussions, uh, we did bounce around a little bit. We didn't exactly stay completely on topic, but that's all right. Uh, I, I think you guys probably got some pretty good information out of that. We tried to touch on most of the major facets uh, of, of gear and uh, the justifications and the purchasing and the bullshit and all the weird stuff that ends up going into it. And hopefully that helps guide you guys through some of your your planning and purchasing uh, and or maybe even just laying out goals. If you're somebody who's on a really tight budget and you're trying to lay out goals for the next couple months or the next year on what you're going to do to build out your kit and your capability, then hopefully this discussion was something that's going to be a part of that. It's going to be <clears throat> something that's going to help you get there more effectively, or more efficiently, or help you save any money. And guys, if you have questions, as always, it's great when we get messages from you. Uh, so whether it's an email, uh, which for whatever reason, people don't like using our email address, but it's out there, prepared.mindset.podcast at gmail.com. But you can uh, instant message us uh, over... Or direct messages, I guess, over Instagram. You can uh, email us. You can message us through Facebook if you want. If you have any questions on gear, if it's something that that you know myself or or Josh or any of the guys here have have ever used or had any kind of experience with, or we've heard anything, we will definitely you know do our best to share our experiences and our input with you. Uh, even if it's a small thing, you know, something like pouches or, or gear color or something, or a camouflage pattern, or you know, do I really need this? Do I really want that? I don't, you know what I mean? Any of those things, because I know those questions are always there. I was in that position once myself where I just, I didn't want to ask because I did not want to be that guy, you know, that person that just had no clue that everybody looks at, like, what are you, Was was your first fucking day. And it's okay because we all have to start there in order to get better, whatever better is for you. I'm still not where I want to be. Uh, I, honestly i it, it, it amazes me sometimes the amount of you know stupid shit that i retain and remember when it comes back to guest discussions or a piece of gear that i tried or heard about or or something like that so whatever we can do to help that, that's what the whole mission here Is about is to share our learning experiences with you, you know, we wasted the money so that hopefully you guys don't have to Uh, We've tested certain gear and tried certain things so that hopefully you you know We can make that a learning experience and pass that on So it makes it just a little bit easier on the next people that are coming around the bend that are trying to get into this hobby this lifestyle this mentality this this prepared mindset (laughs) uh, Pardon the pun and you know do what we can to help you guys all out um, and once again, I know I said it a bunch in the intro, but I really do wish you and all of your families uh, a happy Thanksgiving if you celebrate it. If not, I know this time of year for many religions and many cultures is a time of celebration. So to whatever your your heritage, your culture, your religion, uh, I, I just I hope this is a prosperous and a happy and enjoyable time of the year for you and yours. I truly hope that. and I think that, You know, if we all take advantage and really use this as an opportunity to grow closer uh, and enjoy life away from social media, away from screens, away from drama and bullshit, we will all be a lot better for it. Guys, I sincerely thank you for all your support throughout the year and for sticking around to this episode. This is definitely going to be one of our longer ones in a while. We usually try to keep it around 90 minutes, uh, but we just got going, man. You know, it's stuff that Josh and I are both passionate about. We got a lot of stories on, uh, if there's something you guys want to hear us talk about, if by odd chance you are still listening this far in, you guys can always message us. Hey, can you try and interview so-and-so? Or, Hey, can you guys sit down and talk about XYZ topic? We are always looking for input, and we're always looking for feedback. So if there's anything at all you guys want us to do an episode on, we would love to hear that, and we'll definitely do our best to work it into the plans. We're kind of limited on what we can do before the end of the year, but 2024, right around the corner, and it's a whole nother year where we can plan for that stuff and even build out some content around it, depending on what it is. So... Thank you guys for for sticking around, and if you're listening to this on your Thanksgiving, I appreciate you spending part of your holiday with us. That's all I have for you guys this week. Good luck, everybody, on Black Friday, and if you need it, good luck with your families uh, for the holiday, and go Lions, baby. So with that, I will bid you guys all a fond farewell. Until next time, you guys get out there, stay safe. Like we always say here, work hard, train smarter, and be prepared.